You are now listening to Nerd Rage Radio with Bobby Skullface and Adam Russman. This podcast is intended for mature audiences only and may not fit with your sensitive sensibilities. You may be a victim of meaningless outrage or you may, in fact, be a big ninny pants. If this is the case, please feel free to turn it off now. This is no country for ninny meat ninny pants. So crack open the mountain dew. Make sure the cheese dough are super fresh for in your mother's basement. It's Nerd Rage Radio. Welcome to Nerd Rage Radio, episode 89. Still fine. <laughs> Still fine. <laughs> yeah, that'll work. Oh, what a week, man. I was weak. It was interesting. Um, How so? I've changed my shifts, so I'm now working the opposite days and the opposite hours. So Correct. roughly 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. But uh, which is is it's kind of cool. I'm going. I going back to like the original place where I was working um, about eight about 12 years ago. So, but I worked there for four years. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. The original one. I got promoted. Okay, not the opposite direction. No, not the opposite direction. God, no. That's still an oppor- that's still a possibility. Still waiting to hear on that. But you know, so it's a, uh, it's kind of cool because it's it's a, a, a place that I helped build. Mm-hmm. You know, I was there for four years and then I kind of rolled out and I kind of I kind of come came back home, to see, you know, it, time has changed, mm-hmm. things, but they're still the same. So there's a familiarity with some of the folks that are still there. There's some new faces there, but. I can see echoes, echoes of the past, mm-hmm. um, and I actually went in into it somewhat pessimistically, thinking that I was going to have to deal with a certain somebody who I've known to be um, not very honest, mm-hmm. and I've made that known. And so far, so good. I feel like I had to put him in a very subdued check already. Mm-hmm. What's wrong? I keep seeing something move over there. It's fucking with me. Dude, I think I'm being haunted. Really? Yes. Why? Well, we can get to that, I guess, after your. I will. Um, like, uh, there, there's, it's at work, and you know, I had a guy that died there, like I was really close to, and he ended up taking his life. Um, he was going through some, some, you know. Uh, I was like, if the fucking previous shift dude, doesn't he, empty this dumped doesn't empty this bucket one more time. Well, we changed the floor wax brand. And he was not having it. No, no. He, he's a great guy. He had very, you know, one of these guys had a very troubled life um, very early on and got into alcohol. He was in the military at one point, got into alcohol, then uh, had cancer, had some surgery and got hooked on pain pills. And that led to his demise, got back on alcohol. He'd been like sober for 20 years type of thing. Um, but anyway, put, put the one guy in check relatively soon. And have been just staying super busy, which has been, you know, it's just people always spilling shit. You know what I mean? I, I mean, like, mean. like it, it's been raining the whole week. So, you know, that means tracking money footprints, it tracking it, it in. in. So I just been on top of my game, making sure all the logistics there to make sure it is spit posh, you know, posh. What's the word I want for? Spit spot. Spit spot. There it is. Um, you know, you're running out of those caution signs. Yeah. Always a hazard. Yeah, I often, you know, the little man that's falling backwards. Yes. I often draw another man kicking him and say, this is Sparta. <laughs> it's good fun. Yeah. 
You know what it does? Mob humor. It makes people stop and look, mm-hmm. and therefore they're and walking they're safely. Safer. And exactly. We're helping people help themselves, really. Mm-hmm. I hate to say. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. so, but I think I've been being haunted. Yeah. Like there's been, like I'm either being haunted or gas, you somebody's gaslighting me. Maybe. Is that from? True romance. Oh. Um, Two in the back of a fucking head. Nobody gives a fuck about a pin. <laughs> uh, so like little little things. Like I'll walk, I'll walk out and I'll walk back into my, my locker. We have lockers, mm-hmm. you know, for our uniforms. Sure, sure, sure. For the um, coveralls. Yeah, yeah. And it's open. And I'm like, did I open that up? I might have opened it up and got some change at the top shelf of it. I don't think so. So I close it and I come back and it's open again. I'm like, what the hell? And then little things like the CD-ROM will be like the CD-ROM holder out of the computer I use will pop out. I'm like, what the? That's never happened before. It's just like little little things. Like that. I walk in, I'm like, where did I just put that thing? Where's that? And I look over and it's on like another desk I didn't even walk by. I'm like, that's weird. And I'm not talking about like I walk out for 40 minutes. I, mean, I walk out, say something to somebody, walk back in, mm-hmm. and it's and it's like that. And just it's just little things. I don't know if I'm just so busy. I haven't been you know paying attention because I'm running around a lot more. But it's little stuff like that. I'm like, this is this is odd. You know, I started noticing it after, like, not like not one or two times, like, four to five times. Hmm. So, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but it's been a little bit challenged because my body is still ready to rock and roll at night. So, I've been getting up between 2.30 and 3.30, depending on if I'm supposed to be someplace early, getting to work and whatnot. So, I'm still, you know, sleep is still, it's getting a little bit better. And then, like, 7, 8 o'clock, I'm tired as fuck. And I go to bed and I start to dro- I get drowsy and doze off. And then all of a sudden I'm up and like my body's like, whoop. Are you like in sleeping in your bed every night though? I do. I do. Um, you know, having dinner with the kids. But it's funny. There's a new dynamic that is starting to emerge that I've never experienced. Because when I started working nights, my youngest was two years old. My oldest was two years old. Mm. So I've never had the come to come home from work in the midst of everything. I've always either been home when everybody gets home before I go to work or I'm home when all my days off and everybody gets home. Mm-hmm. So now I'm coming home and like, open your arms. Well, there's that, but there's I'm also home. the drama. So if I come in midst of the drama, like the fights, like that playing outside, somebody did the wrong thing and the little arguments. Plus like that's just the witching hour, man. It is. It is. Well, it's because everybody's starting to get tired, tired. hungry. Yeah. Right. And so Pam's like, I'm so, so sorry. I'm so sorry you have to come home to this. And it's like not something that I like. I'm like, God damn it, when I come home, I'm on my mashed potatoes done right. You know, I just like come home and there's fucking chaos, you know. And, I, and it, it's not really, not really angry about it or anything, sure. but it's just her reaction to it is like, because she feels like she's asked me to make this change. It's going to be a, somewhat of a financial burden. Yeah. Because um, it's about an 8% pay cut. Yikes. No, it's about a 10%. It's a 10% pay cut, maybe a little bit more, 12. Um, and it, it is like, it's just a challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be a good challenge. I'll, I'll strive in challenging, I strive in challenging atmospheres. So that's fine. But um, it's going to make some changes that, you know, she feels like, God, I've always asked you to keep on doing more and doing more. And then I'm not doing as much, um, or I'm not trying to do as much, uh, financially speaking, mm-hmm. you know. So, there's that, uh, but it's it's not bad. You know, it's 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 good. 
Um, I don't like there's little things that like I want to do every once in a while, but like we did like a piano recital the other day. <clears throat> and like, you know what, man? I don't think you need to be the guy, the parent that goes to everything. Like every practice, everything. I think there's some that you, you need to miss. I think the child needs to be excited that you're there. And for that to happen, you need to not be there sometimes. I have mixed feelings about that. So like, I feel like it is my, personally, I feel like it is my obligation because of my work schedule to be at everything I can be at. Because some you can't. Because some I can't. Yes. Um, but it is rare that I can't just because like I have an, L- I have a rotating, look at the draw. I have a rotating schedule and it pretty much alters every three weeks Yeah. on, so on a three week cycle. Yep. So I make two out of three. Yeah. Uh, every time. That ain't bad, says Meatloaf. It's not. Had I not, I would have still tried to. However, I do think I was a kid that was enrolled in tons of extracurricular activities. Mm-hmm. I played baseball until I was in high school, mm-hmm. and I played soccer until I was in middle school, mm-hmm. and I was in Taekwondo until I was in middle school, mm-hmm. and then I went to church until I was in middle school. Mm-hmm. So I had a every... So Monday was Taekwondo, Tuesday was baseball or soccer, depending on the season. Wednesday was Taekwondo, Thursday was baseball or soccer, depending on the season. Friday was Taekwondo, Saturday was a game, Sunday was church. Yeah. So every day I had something going on. And my dad or my grandmother was at every single one of them. Mm-hmm. There was tons of times my mom was supposed to be there and she, couldn't, show up. she couldn't make it happen. Yeah. Busy. Um, but I will say... She's busy tormenting Satan. Not so much with Taekwondo, yeah. Not so much with Taekwondo or soccer, but with baseball. My father wanted me to be a professional baseball player. Mm-hmm. That was his dream. Yeah, <clears throat> and I was a good ball player, mm-hmm. but I didn't have any ambition mm-hmm. of doing anything with baseball ever. What was your position? I played first base or shortstop, usually first base. I was a hell of a catcher. My arm was okay. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was always on first base. Everybody throws to first. Mm-hmm. And not many, uh, unfortunately, not many, I didn't have to do much fielding. So if they had another guy that was good at catching, that's when they shifted me to shortstop because I was a good catcher. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, and I was, I was a hell of a batter. Mainly because I wasn't afraid of the ball. Yeah. So... You used to this ball just flying in your face. My dad was fucking on me. <laughs> About baseball? Yeah. I mean, like, you know, like, d- d- dude, let me miss a ball. Yeah. Let me strike out. Yeah. It was not okay. It was not acceptable. It was not you tried your hardest. It was, like, you know, across the field, in front of everybody. Like, get your fucking head out of your ass. Like, that was my father. Um, let me strike out twice. Okay. I could hear him. Okay. Say goodbye to tonight. It's now mine. <laughs> and like after the game, after the practice was over or the game was over, I would bat for hours. Mm-hmm. So I say that to say this. I was edgy. Yeah. He was there. Yeah. Like when my grandma was there, it was cool because she wasn't, she was like, she was like, oh, he's, nobody's ever struck out like my boy. He's the best strike, you know what I mean? Or whatever. Yeah. You know, oh, that, that was the fastest ball has ever gone past the shorts. No wonder he didn't catch it. No other kid has ever had to put himself in front of a fucking ball that fast ever. 
you know, that was my grandmother. But do you find it interesting those two opposite dynamics, which was the majority of your upbringing? I think that looking back on it, I do. But yeah. at the time, it was just like you know. It well, was, you don't know any different. Yeah, I didn't know any different, but I I knew, like I I breathed easier when yeah. I was around. You know. Yeah. But so I, I say that to say this, Smeagol. I appreciated. <clears throat> I gotta make sure he's not. I appreciate. Oh, he's good. Come here. I appreciated the times when my father wasn't there because I felt like I could not only be like not have as much stress, but I could also try new things. Yeah. Because I didn't have that ability when he was there. I had to do the tried and true. Yeah. You know, and if it didn't work, at least I could. At least he would say, "Well, you you did what you." supposed to do Bob just got by you mm. you know but if if I was to like go out on a limb and try some shit and then it fail yeah yikes so um I don't know I I think that there is merit to not being there for everything because I think it gives the kid a bit of freedom to not be watched mm-hmm. and and have the ability to not play I don't mean it that way but have the ability to experiment well I would say playing is one of the most important things that we don't know how to do anymore because we play you and i are playing right now sure this is a an adult form of playing and i think that a lot of times we are um nowadays i think we kind of it's not it's been like the kids play we just kind of shim sham them what's the word i'm looking for distract kids don't play as much as they just are distracted through their time and I think that is an important, you know, I mean, I was just uh, talking to somebody about um, ADHD issues they were having um, with a stepchild. And we were, he was like, yeah, I, I watched this really good documentary about it. So I was looking for the documentary on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Not, it wasn't ADHD. It was um, bipolarism. So I was looking for it. I couldn't find it, but I found some other like speaking things about it, like, you know, little 12 or 10 minute videos. Uh-huh. I really want to watch the documentary. I think I, 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 I want to say it's called Going Clear, but I know that's the Scientology one. But uh-huh. it's something like that, uh-huh. you know. And I think it's a mockumentary. I think it's a true story about a family, but there are actors portraying right, 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 it. Right, right, right. So I, I started watching this other stuff, and it was I was like pretty fascinated. I was like, oh my god, man! And a lot of them focused on like the amphetamine, the amphetamines being prescribed, like the business aspect of it, like mm-hmm. the drug companies are doing the continued education for doctors, sure, and how. Uh, the reason that so many males is because the education system is stacked against male learning and that we are doing less playing, which is what needs to happen for social interaction. And we're just doing more like sit here and shut the fuck up. And that's what's causing these kids to just, you know. Yeah. I also think there's, I also think that with our generation, we had uh, not so much me per se, Mm -hmm. but our generation had a lot of stress put on them. Latchkey kids? To no, not the latchkey kids, but like the, the, the because of the emphasis of an importance of college. Yes. That there was a lot more put on us to excel in school. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had it a little bit from my mom. Never my dad. My dad was my dad told me from early on. He was like, "I got money for you for college, but I'm gonna tell you right now, you ain't built for college." <laughs> um, but. My mom, my mom used to say, like, do you want to carry a briefcase or a shovel to work? Uh-huh. Like, all the time. And I used to think to myself, like, oh, my God, definitely a briefcase. But then I carried a briefcase to work for a year. It sucked. And I've never been so miserable. 
yeah. the rest of my working, I started working full time, and I mean forty hours a week when I was eighteen, and I've had part time jobs since I was sixteen, and I've always carried a shovel to work. Yeah, except for that one year, and I've never been more unhappy that one year. Yeah, and actually, you probably make more money with the shovel. Uh, yeah, but my well, of my full time jobs. Yeah, with the exception, I worked at Dollar Tree as a labor or like a lot yeah, of yeah, stock away. That's aside a, that's from a, that. Um, but that was a full time forty hour a week job. Aside from that job in my adult life, working full time, and I guess I was going to school. I was a little job, but for all intents and purposes, where I was working full time with other people who were working full time, and it was a fucking considered a career of sorts. Yes, I've never made less money than the one job I took my briefcase to, and that was the same job I needed in my bachelor's degree. Yeah. It's, it's funny, man. I know a lot of entrepreneurs. I know a lot of um, self-made individuals. I know a lot, a lot of professional, like my dad works in the medical field. Mm. So I know, I know a lot of educated professionals. And the, the richest person that I know on a personal level, not people who are kind of like, I've got a mentor who's like stupid rich, mm. you know, but he was like on the dot-com, like the very, you know, yeah, AOL yeah, yeah, type of stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he just, he's, he's an outlier. Uh, but the most wealthy people I know, and I know some, you know, some very well-off doctors who live in big-ass houses in D.C. Uh, one guy's a plumber, and one guy's an electrician, and like, like they're either the second generation of a, a family-made business. And this one guy I know who's an electrician, he's got like a piece of land out in Carroll County, which isn't that far, right on the edge of Carroll, Frederick County. But he literally has like six big-ass houses, like, like this, like 1.5 times the size of my house. Mm-hmm. Like on his property where his – he built a house for his brother. He built a house for his grandmother. He built a house for his uncle. He built a house for his kid. He built a house for himself. And he's got one giant structure that he just does whatever he wants to do in it. Like he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take up building rifles for hunting. I'm going to take up building cars. I'm going to take up building tractors. Sounds very cold. Yeah. Huh? Sounds very cold. Well, I mean, it's an old family farm. My um, but, mother-in-law uh, wants to do that. <laughs> oh, really? That's a fact. I told yeah. my mother, I told my, my mother, I told my wife, uh, you're out of your mind. Well, you know what's interesting about More that? She's out of her mind. You know what's interesting about that is that, that, that how we're living now mm-hmm. in like our little separate communities is actually the newest and craziest idea. I mean, families used to live on properties very close to each other. Your your situation with your mother-in-law is different. Like I, I actually wouldn't mind if my, my in-laws moved next door. I wouldn't care in the least. I actually enjoy their company. Right. The aspect of them coming... That hasn't always been the case, though. No, of course not. I mean, relationships grow and change. Sure. But that's almost been like a new development over the last... Like, since they moved away, really. Uh, No, it's been... Because you were upset when they moved away. You were upset with them when they moved away. Well, I was upset how they did it. But, like, even before they moved away, I would go hang... On my days off, Mm -hmm. this is is when I was on the day shift that I am now, I used to go hang out with my father-in-law on my days off all the time. At least... At least twice a week. There's always. I feel like the the not bitching about your in-laws is a more recent development than not. Well, yes, but it wasn't because I it wasn't because they it wasn't because what they that's got to account for something. No, I mean yeah, but it, there's there's some outliers there. Like, um, there it's like they're not they're not very confrontational about anything to the po- point where I feel like I have to confront them about their non-confrontational, and like they kind of like went and bought a piece of property, paid it off before they even told my wife and their sister, her sister that they're moving to North Carolina in like two years. And like, you know, that was like, and it was one of those things where, oh, you can come and visit us all the time. Like, no, yeah, 
we're, we're going to have a family right here. So that's on you guys right, if right. you want to come visit I us, agree. you know. So anyway, but um, but it, back to the living situation, it is it is, um, and we're we're actually taking my youngest to this childhood uh, psychologist because she's having some issues, and um, one thing that was interesting that the the psychologist said, she's like, I can tell that the grandparents and your family are not involved whatsoever, and I was like, I was like, okay, I'll bite. And she's like, because I can tell from the way she, she acts and behaves in some of the dialogue that there is not a ritual or routine of, you know, frequent family. Like, you know, um, you guys do things as a family, that's fine, but there's no extended family. There's no support system of an extended family. And I was like, okay, like, I, and I, I, she can tell that, like, she doesn't speak about the aunt or the uncle or the grandparent coming over and watching my mommy and daddy go on a date or something like that. Or, you know, there's, or, or spending the weekends at grandma's house. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. And it's funny because that's one thing I think my parents did do right. Now they did it out of necessity, necessity because they were so young and they were still in school. Right. Um, you know, I remember my parents going to college, which is fucking weird. So I used to spend a week with my grandmother every year in the summer. Oh yeah. I, mean, I used to do two weeks with my grandmother my dad's mother, two weeks with my mom's mother, two weeks with my grandmother's sister in Norfolk, and rinse and repeat. Yeah, I might I come back. Had, I never had that. I mean, it, it, mine was complicated. I mean, you remember when you came, you used to come, you, you would come over for a weekend to my grandmother's house. And Waldorf. No, well, Waldorf Oxenhill. and Oxenhill. Oxenhill. Yeah, both of them. You did both of them. Um, but I remember, uh, you know, it was, it was that, even that was challenging. Because, you know, my, my mother is fighting to have me. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Dick, but. I do remember that there was there was times that we were trying to get together and I remember the game that you had to play where it was like, all right, that's my mom's weekend. I got to start the groundwork now. Yeah. I mean, it was every weekend. My mom had me every weekend. Yeah. But like, didn't something happen where like, no, there, well, there were, there was a time when she moved to North Carolina and you're like every, and then I had to spend like a week with her. Okay. Um, but then there was also times. There was also times when she was in North Carolina. And she came up to Maryland to work. Yeah. And I would have to stay with her in some hotel. It was fucking weird. That is weird. Um. But I remember, like, you, it'd be, if if you if I wanted you to come spend the night that weekend. That was very hard. Yeah, you had to start. Yeah, had to pregame yeah, the yeah, week yeah, before. Yeah, really, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because that was you that got was, a shiny eye booger right here. Anytime it's I had gonna to bug to, me. Um, <laughs> it's like catching the light. Because my mom wouldn't let me do anything. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I wasn't allowed to go because she considered like, no, you have. This is my time. This is my. Even though she. What was the game? I can't remember. Like, did you make it think like it was her idea or something? There's something that you had to do, and I I remember the time being like, that's interesting. I mean, I, I I usually I had to take all responsibility off of her. You know, I I know I had to do that with everything. I mean, even like when I had ball games on Saturday. Like, like my parents had to pick you up and drop you off or some shit. My yeah yeah they would have to <laughs> yeah. yeah but my my dad would like. Or I'd have to have my dad drop me off at your house, yeah, and then have your parents drop me off at, at her, their, her house, house. Yeah. yeah. But like my 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 dad would like had to take off half a shift at work, yeah, to take me to the ball game, yeah, to take me to her house when she had no fucking nothing going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Seems and you like know her it. thing was like, what am I supposed to do, Bobby? I'm supposed to bring the whole family just to watch you play some goddamn baseball. I'm like, what about the, I don't know. What about the family? I don't. I can't work out your adult issues. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking yeah. seven. Yeah, yeah. And then I remember when I could drive, because I was, 
a little bit, well, I'm significantly, well, nine months older. But I mean, in regards to we were in the same grade, I guess that's the significance. To have your license for nine months. Yeah, uh, well, I, I didn't have my license until I was 17 and almost 18. Uh, that's true. But I mean, coming down and coordinating a lot of stuff, that was like. But by the time you were driving, my mom had basically edged herself out of the picture. That's, yeah, that's true. Because my mom moved to North Carolina, and I remember getting that phone call. I had Steven and and Mikey P. Yeah. Over at my house, and I got the phone call, and I remember like, I got hung up, and I was like, it's over! <laughs> like, and they were like, what? And I was like, my mom is out of here! And then there was, do you remember that time? That, she only like, moved there for like two years though, right? She was there, I, I, I can't remember exactly how long because two like, or four. it took her, like she got a job back in, in, in Virginia and then it took uh, my stepfather a long time to get the job also. So like that's when she was coming up to Maryland and staying. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It was fucked up. But there was this one time where I had made plans like well in advance and my mom was like, surprise, I'm going to take you this weekend. And I was like, no. You know, I was old enough now. Yeah. I was like, no. And she was like, what do you mean no? And I was like, the answer is no. Like, I got something going on. Yeah. Like, like, it was a big deal to me at the time. I can't remember what it was. How old do you have to be? 14 or 16? I, I don't know. I, know. I know that Elizabeth was involved. So that's um, 15? No, I was dating my wife. Oh, so. Uh, 14. 14. I think it's 14 because that's when I started getting in beefs with my old man about 13, not. 14, somewhere around there. Yeah. At any rate, she uh, she was like, you know, and she, like my dad backed me up on it. You know, and she was like, well, listen to this, you fuckers. Like, you know, like she was, she was like, I'm coming Friday to pick your ass up and you better, it was to go camping or something, which, you know, it's not my thing anyway. She was like, I'm coming Friday to pick your fucking ass up and you better be out there because I'm coming with my attorneys. I'm coming with them. Like, you know I mean? She told me like, dude, and that Friday, I'll, I'll never remember it. That's when never I never forget it. You mean? I'll, I'll never forget it. Sorry. I'm getting excited thinking about it. I thought it was, it was probably the most gangster shit I've ever seen in my life. Uh, for listening, my dad was a fireman, and like growing up, I thought firemen were like the most badass people in the world because these guys that my dad used to keep around him, like these just old salty guys. That Friday, I had Mario, Brutus, uh, TJ Rondon, Kalik, like I had all those guys on my front porch. Mm-hmm. My dad was there, my dad's attorney was there, and like my dad's shift was there. Really? And everybody's, like, my he's not allowing my friends to drink, but everybody's drinking, like, you know, having a beer or whatever, smoking cigarettes, smoking cigars, like, and just hanging out on my front porch, waiting for this woman. Little-ass front porch, too. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even a porch, really. It was yeah. like, a, yeah. So, um, we're just hanging out. Yeah. And my stepfather shows up, not even my mom. Yeah. My stepfather comes out and it's like, and he's solo. There's no attorney. Yeah, There's no yeah, all this yeah, shit yeah. she promised. None of that's there. And he's like, uh, two things. I take it you're not coming. And I was like, that's correct. And he was like, and I want you to know this is between you and her. And he got back in his van and drove the fuck off. Nice. Did she end up calling back? No, nope. I didn't hear from her for years after that. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. You go through those spells. Yeah, that's true. I, I guess mean, we both. Now. I guess we both do. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. Um, uh, so, um, nerd week wise, anything new happened in your life that's not nerd related? Um, uh, well, I'll tell you. Like, uh, I had I had a bit of a scare. Uh, so when I was at the beach, found a lump in your testicles. No, but I, you know, I went through that already once. Yeah. Uh, when I was at the beach, 
my wife and I made love. Okay. And then we went round two. Okay. Like pulled out, came, stuffed bag in, round two. It was just I was fucking feeling it. Okay. Went round two. Pulled out, came. Sorry, this is for the listeners. Very this graphic. Is graphic, yeah. But it, it not becomes, as graphic as that beer and boulder show I did with Joe that we're never gonna put out. It because it was four hours long. It becomes per- you should put that out. It becomes pertinent later. <laughs> Maybe on Patreon. There you go. It becomes pertinent later. Okay. So like two days, like two or three days later into the vacation, she wakes up in the middle of the night and goes into the bathroom and starts throwing up. Mm. All right. And I was that's like, a little quick. That's what I thought. Yeah. But I was like, and my wife never gets sick. Yeah. As, as long as I have known my wife, um, she has taken one sick day. Okay. In her whole career. Okay. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Never gets sick. And she's fucking sick. And I was like, no. I was like, not worth it. <laughs> Not worth it. Like I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And then like she was tired. She'd been getting like she'd been having these weird complaints like ever yeah. since. Like I'm tired. Oh, I'm just very hungry today. Like whatever. Well, like why don't you say go get like a day after pill, um, morning after pill? Because my my wife and I could do that. She would not roll with it. Oh really? The pill? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She would not roll. With huh. Um. So like I'm like I'm. I want to have that conversation. I've been stressing out. Okay. I've been stressing out about it and like. Just, it's just been like one thing, like one little weird sign after another that's yeah. just all been pointing that way. And then, like, I'm, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, I'm like, we we'll have to get rid of that gy- that gym equipment, like, because that's gonna we're gonna need a bedroom. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, maybe I can move Jana's room into that room. We can put the gym equipment on the side. Like, I hate for her to give up the gym equipment that she loves. I was like, maybe we'll just start parking down the apron, put the gym equipment in the garage. Like, that's all this shit is going through my head. Yeah. And then I was like, fuck, I'm taking her to Beer Gardens, and she's gonna ride every fucking ride. I actually thought that. I was like, I'm going to fucking take her on every ride. I'm going to make sure that, like, I'm, I'm going to fuck it. Like, we'll go on the, the most wild one. We're going to go multiple times. <laughs> like, I should have roller coastered this baby to death. <laughs> anyway. Now, now, keep in mind, keep in mind, this is like three days after possible conception? Uh, no, I mean, I was thinking about this, like, last week. Because we went to Bush Gardens this past weekend. Oh, so this incident happened at the beach. This incident, the sex okay. happened at the beach, and then ever since, okay, okay, it's been weird. So how how many weeks ago was that? Two or three weeks ago. Okay, so now we're we're in the legitimate first trimester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Symptoms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry to say, fucking, we're gonna every roller coaster, spinning ones, whatever. Yeah. Like we stick to the wall, whatever it takes. <laughs> um, so like, uh, anyway, she ended up getting her period, and I was like, whoo. And she, she, and she was like, she was like, yeah. She, and then we started talking. Like she was, yeah. like, I was thinking about all these things. I was like, I was thinking about all these things. What we're gonna do? How we're gonna handle it logistically? And then she was like, uh, and she was like, but you know, we would just get through it. And I was like, or we could have gone with my plan, which was to put you on every roller coaster ride and then the spinning ones twice. And she was like, you are fucking, you are a fucking terrible person. That's what she said to me. Um, and then so we went to Bush Gardens, had a great time, and then we, uh, we stayed two nights, had a blast. Like found a good pizza spot. Oh, cool! Really good pizza spot and uh, some good like little. Uh, it was it was nice. And then Jana's big enough now; she went on all the rides. Nice. Yeah, it was great. Uh, and then we went to uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum. Weird. Uh, I love Ripley's Believe It or Not. Okay. Uh, but we're, we're like halfway through it. There's like this gorilla made out of nails. I, I can't get over it. I'm like I'm like just marveling at it. I'm touching it. You're not even supposed to. I don't think, but it just feels. Weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and my wife was like, "Look, I never talk about this part of you." And don't bring it up. I'm just going to say this, just this one time. Your fascination with places like this is your white trash side coming through. <laughs> I would agree. <laughs> I would agree. Uh, uh, 
and then other than that, nerd week wise, uh, I got a couple toys. I'm, I'm working on an art piece. Hopefully, uh, I can get it done. If I get this done, I can start dropping art again every Friday because I've, okay. I've had to sit out. You're doing a couple had, commissions because I've had these four pieces done that I can't show yet. Yeah, uh, which I actually got some hate for recently. What do you mean, like not being able to show the artwork? No, like I put up this contest, and like I've talked about this before here. The ten thousand, the ten thousand. Yeah, 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 and and like I'm, I'm giving congratulations away, again. Thank, thank you, thank you. I'm giving away this original art piece that I did for this toy box art. Okay. Um, which is like to me, it's like like that's kind of big. Like like this is going to be something used in a professional manner. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. Give you the original. Yeah. And I'm also going to get out a finished print and send that with it. But you know, like that's a big to me, like that's a big prize. Yeah. And like somebody fucking like you know most people were great and you know very grateful yeah 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 it was awesome but this one fucking rotten apple dude like it's like like oh look at you in the fucking pocket of third party companies like I thought you were one of the good ones and this and I'm like dude like like little do you know I did this I did all this art for them for free yeah for my own pride yeah secondly I'm not going to review the figure. Yeah. Because I was involved with it, yeah. so there's no way I can win. If the yeah. figure is the best figure ever made, I'm I, I'm going to be biased in some way. Yep. If the figure's a piece of shit, it's bad business. Yep. So like, it's just I'm not I'm going to abstain. Yes. Just for that reason. Yes. And I got this fucking dickhole. Did you respond to that? No, I just you should have fucking. Remember. I, I I I'm just done with that Dude, shit. Dude, I'm actually uh I'm looking at other options besides YouTube. Because the freedom of speech thing is getting big on on my radar, and I've already seen some of the the work I used to do with folks in regards to YouTube starting to get um, demonetized. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Of your own personal stuff. Oh yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. And I, just to put into reference, right? There was a point in time where you used to make about ten cents a month off of subscribers. Right, so you'd be looking at, you know, you got ten thousand now, so you should be making about a thousand bucks a month. Wow. Yeah, that was the standard. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not what it is. I know. Now. Yeah, and so and so now it's like, I think it's like a one thousandth, one thousandth or ten thousandth of a cent. So you might see a hundred bucks a month, right? Is that right? No, well, I don't know. I I, I would I wouldn't even say that. Yeah. Thousand subscribers. So I have ten thousand subscribers. Yeah, I have ten thousand subscribers, yeah. and I do about two hundred a month, give or take twenty bucks. Okay, yeah, that's not bad, but it wasn't what it used to be. No, no doubt. Yeah. So, um, and and YouTube's only gonna get worse because it's it now it is doing this thing where, it, you know, the thing about YouTube where I think they have fucked up is that YouTube is a partnership with content creators. They have the platform that content creators create the content. Mm -hmm. It should be kind of a 50-50 thing. But since YouTube has is holding all the key, and they're making buckets of money, sure. you know what I mean? Um, it has now gotten to the point where YouTube proper is dictating the content in a very biased sphere. You know and Google has the ability to alter what you can see. That's the next thing. So if you're looking up a certain whatever, you want to find this, Google is now saying, no, we don't like what that thing has to say. And regardless of you looking for it, we're going to point you in another direction. And I think that's dangerous. You know what I think uh, is is interesting, is it, it would be interesting to see, is like, let's say, like, I know the gun talk is like a big deal. Yeah. If uh, they the, like... The if gun they, talk and the conservative talk, actually. If they start demonetizing 
gun videos. Which they have. Listen. Yeah. But then, like, if, if like, Beanie Siegel has a record, which he does, called Gang Gang, mm. where he's has toting, I think, an AK-47 in the entire video yeah. if they won't demonetize that. That is exactly what's happening. You know, but I, I mean, it would be interesting to me to see. So, so, for example, they will demonetize somebody like, um, let's just say Sam Harris, because he's a pretty popular dude. They might demonetize a Sam Harris video when he talks about the political issues that organized religion has problems with. He's a very, Sam Harris is a very smart guy. He's a, you know... Um, Bill Maher's a bit, or, or let's use Bill Maher. Uh-huh. Bill Maher is very critical of Islam, Religion, yeah. uh, Islam specifically. Specifically, yes. Because he's saying like, like people can't, even though he doesn't like like Christianity either. Mm-hmm. He's saying, well, we don't have Christians blowing shit up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So there's a problem there. We don't have Christians throwing each other off of buildings. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so that won't get demonetized, or no, or let me rephrase it. That might get demonetized, but uh, a religion of a uh, radical, uh, you know, Muslim guide saying kill all Jews won't get demonetized. Yeah. So because to demonetize that would be Islamophobia. So therefore, they're tolerant of intolerant behavior. <laughs> I would I would appreciate you sending me like because I, I am interested in learning a bit more about about it. I, but I've done very. Limited- I just posted a conversation on my Facebook with with um, Dave Rubin. Dave Rubin is an interesting dude. I just most of the things that I've seen about it, I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen anything about it, and I've, like I said, limited research. Yeah. One Google search. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, everything that I've seen about it has been on very. All right, right I'm gonna right tell you something. Wing. Right, I'm gonna tell you something right now. Hold on a second. I'm gonna turn this off. You guys can't hear this. So yeah, you know, but I, I wonder I wonder about if it's happening on the other side as well to any extent. That that's the that's the critique that it's not. Yeah, but I gotta see. Yeah. I gotta I gotta because like I said, and I only looked into it briefly. Yeah, I, mean, I, I need some. At, you look like a guy like Milo Yiannopoulos getting banned from Twitter. Yeah, but that's not a guy that I want to hear it from. I know. Does that but, make but, sense? But, but like what he is saying, and like he brings it up stuff all the time. He's like, all right. So what I'm saying is, it's like the the statement is like, there's three things I hate: racism. Sexism and white men. Right, 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 right. And that's allowed. You know what I mean? So there's anyway. This guy Dave Rubin, who I really like, he's he's very. So he was a he was a very big. He's a Democrat. We had to stay conscious. Okay, yeah, yeah. Democrat. He's a lefty. He was on uh, the Young Turks show for years, uh-huh. and there got to be a point with the dude from the Young Turks who just that guy's just a blowhard. Like he just yells at people down. He he will not like. You know, he got he get in arguments with Sam Harris, who I don't I don't 100 percent agree with that dude, but he does have good points, and mm-hmm. I want to hear his like Bill Maher, like I am critical of Bill Maher, and I like like I like John Stewart as a dude better than Bill Maher, but I think that Bill Maher's ideas are more important to have dialogue with because he's honest with himself. Where John Stewart, who I love and is a funny comedian, I think he 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 wears his shroud of oh this is just comedy. Yeah, that's the same way I feel about Milo. Yeah, I, Milo has a he's the same thing. I mean, I I I I like Milo in the same area that I like uh, John Stewart. I would yeah agree. Yeah, so he just he it, the the reason that Milo is interesting is that we never had that before with a somebody who's a conservative voice, mm. you know, and he's such a 
a walking contradictory. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a he's a provocateur. Mm-hmm. You know, but Bill Maher, like, there's a lot of stuff with Bill Maher. I fucking agree with him 100. percent And there's some stuff that I <coughs> don't agree with him, and that's fine because right. it's all about finding common line. Like, I probably watch more Bill Maher stuff uh, to get my political juices, and I I, I feel that like 80 percent of what he's saying is wrong. I mean, right. I think that the 20% that is wrong is because he's basing off a, a premise that I can't agree with. And that's where, that's where, right. yeah, I see it. I see it. I see it in my history. Yeah, exactly. But uh, anyway, so Dave Rubin, liberal dude, gay guy was with the young Turks. And basically, um, there's a, there was an interview with, with, uh, with the guy, I forget his name. I forget his name from the young Turks. So basically he blatantly was lying in regards to a, he had this, dialogue with somebody he clearly lost and then in in the dialogue he yielded to certain points and then when he got on twitter he lied about the statements that he made himself and dave a guy that worked with him who was a friend like dude i can't stand here and listen to this dishonesty Mm -hmm. you're being dishonest you're being dishonest because of clicks and you're appealing to a certain bullshit you know clickbait bullshit so dave started his own thing called the ruben report he's had some awesome interviews with everybody Mm -hmm. from both sides of the spectrum and he just had an interview with this guy, Jordan Peterson, who is a – his big thing is, like, he, he refuses to use all these gender pronouns. He's a professor in Toronto. He's like, listen, he's like, this is it, – it's it's Marxism. He's like, you, you can't – you know, if you if you go down this philosophical rabbit hole of what you're trying to do to force people to make – where it's a crime if I don't call you Zed and I say he or whatever. It's a crime that people can actually be arrested for. Like literal language police, and he's like, "I'm not giving you an inch because this is where it leads to. This is this is not economical Marxism. This is, I you know, like philosophical Marxism or, or or social Marxism." And he's like, "That will lead to bad places." And he studied this, you know, you know, that kind of impact that you know, and and he's a really interesting guy because he says, hey, "Listen, we talk shit about, you know, bad cultures, but like he does this class on, um, you know." World War II Germany. Let's cap this off. I know, I know. But it's like, he says, like, you would be a, if you were living in this place, you would have done the same thing as that guy over there. Like, bad, horrible thing. Mm. If you were part of the Gestapo, you would have done that. Right. Because he's a, he's a a doctor of uh, psychology. And he's like, he's analyzing, why do we behave this way? Why does this kind of thing happen? How do, why do we frame the world how we do? And it's, it's very good. So I just posted on my Facebook feed. I suggest you listen to it. It's about two hours. It's awesome. Awesome yeah, I give it a shot. I also need to listen to that Scientologist bit. Oh my! With, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With his dad. Yeah, I, I, I saw, saw my cue Leah, also. He had Leah, Leah Remedy or whatever her name is that she was on King. Of yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. She's hot to me, by the way. Oh, dude, there's something. You know what? She's fiery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's, there's something. She's not going for the bullshit. She's not gonna take your bullshit. Like, She's gonna yeah. fucking. Yeah, man. But speaking of women not taking any bullshit, my wife when we were at Bush Gardens jumped in this kid's ass with both feet. Oh, really? So. My wife and I go through this issue, and we're going to cap this off in three minutes. My wife and I go through this issue where she gets herself into these pickles when I'm not around. Yes. Yeah. Um, customer service pickles. Yes. Wh- whatever the case may be, she gets in these pickles when I'm not around. So we're trying to navigate, and I'm trying to be the flag for her to follow. Yeah. Because it, it was busy as fuck, by the way. Yeah. Busy it's, as, it's like second weekend. I, I don't know. Second it was or third weekend. Busy as fucking Bush Gardens I've ever seen. And yeah. It's cold as shit. It's raining. Like oh, really? I've never, I've never seen anything like. It. I stood in an hour and a half line to yeah. ride the new ride, the Invader. Uh, yeah. Um, wooden oh, roller coaster. Oh, with the uh, the Viking one. Yeah. Was it awesome? I liked it, I, but I, I, I like wooden roller coasters. So do I. Um. So anyway, she, she 
she's following me. These kids come running through with Noxalino on her ass. Okay. How old are the kids? Uh, late teens. Okay. Not a care in the world. Yeah. Noxalino on her ass. She grabs one of them and like, hey, you see what the fuck you did to my daughter? Slow it down. Uh-huh. Slow it down and show some respect. Yeah. Like, and then she like catches up with me. Selena's crying. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? She's like, well, you weren't there. And and I was like, where are they? I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm where are they? Yeah. Um, I dealt with it. It's good. That's what she said. Yeah. She told me the story, but like, I was like, I was like, why does this always happen when I'm not around? She's yeah. like, because you're not around. Yeah. Like, People don't do this. Maybe. You know, when, when you're around. I had a similar incident at uh, just real quick. Mm-hmm. I was at Sonic. I, you know, I was with my youngest who wanted to get some ice cream. And so I parked here. There's a van of young girls, 17, 16 maybe. They were old at the drive. And there's some boys here, like, same age range. And they rolled down their windows and they played a song like, I want to eat your ass. Right, 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 right. At a, at a thing like that to kind of like show the girls. And I walked up to them like, my seven-year-old daughter's in that vehicle. You think that's appropriate? Uh, well, you know, we're just playing. It's like, it's not playing to me. Roll up your windows and turn it down. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been like, dude, shit, he's getting a break there in an old ass car. <laughs> Anybody's got roll up windows, like, I'll give you a pass. The funniest part though is like, you know those like little top hats that are really popular right now. Uh-huh. One guy was like, pulled it down to cover up his eyes, like the whole shame thing. Yeah. And like, dude, like, and I got back in the car, and I was like, things like, Did these guys, there's like four of them in the vehicle, right? And I, you know, just me, and my seven year old daughter. And I'm thinking like, all right, I know I got an axe in the back of the vehicle if I need to get a little a little crazy. You know what I mean? But as like, it's funny, dude. Like I remember doing that dumb shit when I was a kid as well. And like I, I think back and like part of me just wants to go over there and be like, like, hey, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know? And just get like, but then I was like, you know what, dude? I probably did worse. Well, you I did I, mean? I did dumb shit as well. Um, but you know that's one thing. <laughs> we did lots of dumb shit. That's one thing I didn't do. Like I always turn music down when I was around. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you, you know, I never had like the booming system. I never yeah, had yeah, like I, I, I never had that because to me it wasn't about pe- other people hearing my music. Yeah. It was about me being able to hear my music as loud as I could. Yeah. yeah. So I never had like subwoofers yeah, or anything yeah, like that. No, I hated that shit actually. All right, real, let's real quick. Yeah. My, my nerd week. Uh, Supernatural, Attack on Titan, really liking it. Um, Since Eight, which if you have not watched that on Netflix, interesting show, conceptually. Um, reading the book Thor Odinson, it's about uh, this god slayer, and basically, it's interesting. The one thing about the Thor books, I feel like every time I read it, it's like a retcon reboot. Mm-hmm. You know, they are gods, they're immortals. Sometimes they're not gods. Sometimes they're from another dimension. Sometimes they're from our dimension. It's like whoever writing it feels like whatever they want to do. So mm-hmm. in this one, it's it's telling three stories. One is in the future of Thor being the last god of existence. One is present time, and one is early in his godling career. He didn't even have Molnir yet. And he's chasing this thing that kills other gods. And I'm just getting to the part where we find out how he does that. Uh, the other thing too, uh, awesome fucking interview with Joe Rogan and Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie is deep as fuck. I mean, smart dude. I, 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 I need more of that guy in my life. Um, I wasn't. I mean, I, I kind of want to see that Arthur movie, but now I just want to go to see it and support him because it's like the cut of his jib. I'm interested in that. And his next movie is Aladdin, and then possibly Suicide Squad too. If his schedule. Oh, he just said no. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. I know he was interested in doing it. Yeah, he, he, he said he's. Well, that, that's the thing that you posted. He said he's very interested in doing it. He said he has ideas for where to take those characters. Yeah. But unfortunately, the Aladdin thing is yeah. not allowing him to yeah. do it. Um, and then that 
that that uh, Dave Rubin and Jordan Peterson interview, uh, and then of course Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. which we haven't talked about. That's all the docket for today. All right, we have a spoiler section of this show. Oh, so real quick, HBO is becoming Westeros World. Yeah, right. Uh, four spinoffs <coughs> supposedly being rumored from yeah. Game of Thrones. Do, do we need that? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm. You know, like if you would have asked me if we needed that. Yes. I would have told you no. Yeah. Love the shit out of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Be, for those not in the room with us, it's I'm pointing to before, before Watchmen. Okay. Um. So I'm up for it, but uh, I'm also I'm not attached to it. So like, if it's shit, I can turn it off and not worry about it. Yes, if it's I agree. if it's great, good. I'm, I'm in the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in the same boat. Um. I just I feel it. But it is. To, it's very vague. It's diminish. I feel like it has the a high potential to diminish what we have already. But then again. Game of Thrones is one of those strange things for me. Like, I don't really want to watch it again because it's kind of the shock value of it that's new. I think I own like season one through three on Blu-ray. Blu-ray, Blu-ray. have never had the need to go back. And I watch think it. I will go once they're done one time. I'll go back and run them through. Maybe in a decade for me. Just because I do, you know, the disconnect between seasons. I do start to lose track of some of the little nuances that I think I, are yeah, are there. Yeah. And characters they talk about, like who is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. I, I don't. There's very few of them that I know by name. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I, I will watch it, but I agree with you. It doesn't have like a, a big. Well, you know, a lot of times with long seasons, it's hard to have that replay value because it's just such a commitment. Yeah. To jump into. Um. But I am like I'm curious about what they could do with it. You know, but I'm I'm not like I'm not chomping at the bit oh, for it. I did figure I did I did watch the Flash again, and the only reason the big reveal of who the bad guy this year was finally revealed, so I caught up, and it was who I thought it was. Who is it? It's Barry from the future, evil Barry from the future. So. Uh, Assassin's Stream. Yeah. There's possibly an Assassin's Creed show coming to uh, <laughs> I still haven't watched Netflix that movie yet. Or, I, I haven't either. I, yeah, I will. People said it was wasn't bad, and it just I've heard. The bo- box yeah, I've heard mixed things. Yeah. Like I, I've heard that the I've heard. I think that the, the the most official review of it that I heard yeah. was uh, the video game movie sh- uh, streak has still not yet been broken. Gotcha. <laughs> um, and then we had the Defenders trailer. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Indiana Jones in 2020. So it gets pushed back. Yeah, dude, I, I, I'm worried about that. Well, let me tell you what I think it is because Episode 9 is now slated for a May release. Okay. Which... Like it's official, like it's locked in. Yeah. You know, I mean, it locked in, but so that means Han Solo in December 2018, and then Episode Nine May of 2019. Too much. I think they think that they're going to push, uh, fucking in- indie back just so it it has, you know, it's not competing with yeah. anything. I don't think we'll see. I don't know if we'll even see a Star Wars film in 2020. I think we might get another spinoff maybe in December mm-hmm. of that same year. I don't know, or maybe December of the following year, but I don't think we're gonna see uh, another Star Wars movie. I, I think Indy is gonna breathe on its own. I just, I, I think that Harrison Ford is gonna be too old, man. Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on how they do it. I'm sure he'll be passing the reins. Yeah. Uh, it was. It's done. It's supposedly it's being written by the same guy who did Crystal Skull. Just as a heads up. I mean, he was born... In 40, Which I like. He was born in 42, so he's going to be 78. I wonder if Shia LaBeouf's going to be in it. 78 in 2020. I, so, it'll what, be man, filmed... I, I, it'll probably be filmed next year. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. 
You know, I mean, he's still in good, don't get me wrong, he's in good shape for 78. Maybe they'll start injecting some uh, stem cells and make him younger. You know, what if that becomes a thing, like here soon, that like you get somebody and like all of a sudden new emerging technology and you can take somebody back 20 years in health, 30 years in health, right? In appearance. Do you think that like, like people like Star Wars would be like, Maybe Harrison Ford didn't die. Maybe Han Solo <clears throat> didn't die. Uh, I don't know if you'll see that, but I think you will see. I think I think it's more plausible to say, all right, now we're gonna do a Star Wars standalone prequel right before A New Hope from Han Solo's point of view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him um, and Chewie's misadventures. So, def- uh, Defenders trailer. Yep. What'd you think? Um, I will say I love the Nirvana. Remix music playing like yeah, the I th- music was good. Actually, it's funny. I was watching it, and my my uh, Pam was like, oh, "That's that's a nice little tune they did there." Um, I think that it is a stronger trailer for Netflix. I agree. Um, it's still I, not a great trailer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, it's a stronger trailer for Netflix. It gives us a little view into the interpersonal relationships that we want to see. But nothing about what the story's happening, which there, I'm okay with. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be against the hand and Electra and that kind of shit. But like the one thing, like Sigourney Weaver looking that looks scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? There, there's this one that fight in the hallway at the very end. Yeah, Iron Fist still looks like shit, like fighting. Like he yeah, like yeah, does yeah, his yeah. little hop up on the wall and like yeah. a, like a regular like it's like why didn't you just walk over and punch the dude? Like it seems like you could you didn't have to hop up on the wall. Yeah. I did like the part when the Iron Fist punched, like you saw the Iron. Yeah, Fist hit new ca- yeah Luke Cage yeah yeah yeah. I almost hit Nick Cage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like that. Like and I like the come as you are. Like I think it's I think that like it fits that vibe perfectly because like it's like you know it is that voice of the downtrodden. Like it is that like we're not the Avengers. Like we are. You know, we are the street. Yeah. And I also do feel that one thing that was successful is it doesn't seem like there's a top cow or a, or, or a king of the hill of the four. Yes, like yes, every yes. trailer you see in the Marvel movies, it's like oh, Iron Man is getting top billing. Or you can kind of see it in the trailer. Yeah. Or this is a Captain America movie, so he's getting top billing here. But in this, it, it definitely feels like it is a team and they're moving forward with that. You know, yeah, in a good way. I agree. So, um, and then we have uh, Bautista with the inside scoop at Marvel. Yeah, I was like, man. Oh, so he, so Bautista said, I think you're going to see Marvel buy Spider-Man from Sony. Yeah, which I mean sounds great. Yeah, but I'm like, what the fuck do you know about it, man? Like, you know, like I, like if it was like if it was like <laughs> anybody but him almost. Yeah. Like even if it was like if it was like Chris Evans, yeah. I'd be like, well, maybe, yeah, yeah. you know. But this guy, <laughs> hope he did that during it. Well, you like Batista? Then it sounds like uh, I, was, I, really... I wasn't. I wasn't crazy about the movie. Really? I yeah, think... we're gonna get there. Okay. I know, and I know I'm gonna be in the minority. I'm, and I'm good with that. I, um, I'm gonna get to eat that. I will tell you, uh, there was a, a, like a Guardians of the Galaxy promo with Batista and um, Chris Pratt where they were drawing each other. And there's an interesting little thing, like Chris Pratt, like you know, they had like two minutes to paint each other. Batista drew like a little star with a smiley face and legs, like, oh, this is this is you, Chris. And then Chris actually drew like a pretty good outline painting. And Batista's like, God damn it, man, is there nothing that you're not good at? And just that interaction seems so real and human. I was like, man, I, I like after seeing that movie, I do think that Chris Pratt has has gone up a couple notches in my book, yep. like his capabilities. So, but we'll we'll get to that. Sure. Uh, let's see. 
three X-Men films in 2018 because Misery loves company. <laughs> uh, supposedly the new mutants, Deadpool 2, and uh, the Dark Phoenix saga. I don't think I don't think we should call count Deadpool 2 as an X a proper X-Men movie. That's what that's what this headline is calling it. I hear you. So. Uh, yeah, that's what's coming supposedly yeah. in 2018. What do you think of Josh? Have you even talked about Josh Brolin uh, Cable? Uh, yeah, we spoke about him briefly. Yeah. Do you feel any certain way about that now? Uh, I think it's gonna be fine. Okay. I I think that because he's just pretty much a digital base for Thanos, it's not gonna be a big deal. Like if it was if it was Josh Brolin in a suit playing Thanos. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I think there maybe should be some more disconnect yeah. there. But it's just gonna be like his facial facial mapping, and the rest yeah, is gonna yeah, be yeah, digital yeah. Thanos. Yeah. You know. And I think he's got a wide enough range as an actor to pull off. <laughs> but no issue. I, I I am like I'm a sucker for the X Men, so I. Uh, I think that I X Men and and myself is what Transformer movies are for most Transformer fans. Okay. Like I go see the Transformer movies in the theater on opening night just so I can talk about it on Shattercast yeah. and kind of talk to it about it with fans of I, them. I gotta say one thing about Michael Bay, that guy can make a good trailer. Well, he's and, probably not making the trailer. Well, but. would that, I'll, okay. Whatever he he has a, he he can he he can set up a shot like he can oh, make yeah. a cinematic looking yeah, yeah, shot yeah. and you take all those shots you can make a decent trailer yeah, out of it. It might just be he's just not a good writer and I don't know who's writing the transfer. I don't even really care to look into. No, it. supposedly but he like, co-wrote the second. I will say that that last night trailer interests me. Like, oh, I wonder what's about that world. My complaint about it, of course, is I think all those movies are kind of their own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and they don't and they're not even their own thing to themselves. Sometimes they're kind of their own thing, scene to scene. Each scene is its own thing. Doesn't necessarily have to work for the next scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. true. That's true. <laughs> um, but I, I, I feel like, what the fuck are we even talking? Oh, that that. I'm the person that's like, like, uh, like, and I could separate myself from those Transformer movies and be like, look, I'm just gonna watch them when they come out on video. I don't think I yeah. saw the third one in the theater. Really? I, yeah, I was like, I'll wait till it comes out on video. But like, I saw it in the theater. But the I can't imagine I didn't go see it with you. Yeah, because I saw the second one in the theater only because I was at the beach. And there was nothing else to do there. Like I saw the second one at the in Laura's family. Like yeah. I went by myself one day when they went to the beach. Yeah. Um. So like, if I wasn't in involved in the Transformers fandom, I could wait. I could separate yeah. myself from it. But because I am, I feel responsible to do so. And I feel like most Transformers fans are like, man, like maybe this one will be good. Maybe this one will give me a little bit of what I want. So they're gonna go see it. And I feel like that's how I feel with X Men movies. Mm-hmm. Like. Every now and then there's a there's a diamond in the rough, but I love fucking X Men so much that I want them to be great, and I want even seeing like a little, a little portion, seeing Storm be a thief like scratches me for some reason, yeah, you yeah. know, even though it's a shit movie. <clears throat> so, yeah, we'll see. Uh, all right, so now we move into DC news. Did you get my comment by the way on Facebook? I wrote a comment on on a particular piece of DC news discuss it because it might just be giving light to something that shouldn't be getting light yes, shown Yes, I did get it. that comment. Um, the only reason I brought that up is... Do you want to talk about I it? I do. Okay, then I'm wait, then gonna... wait, then wait, because okay, okay, I got okay, one okay. less thing. And that's real quick, is the Suicide Squad and Guy Ritchie thing. We've kind of already talked yep, about it. Yep. Uh, they sought him out. He's deadly interested. Can't do it because of Aladdin. And I think that is a huge missed opportunity. I think that he is the guy to do a Suicide I, I Squad they, movie. I wonder if it's worthwhile for them to wait <clears throat> yeah, I, in my opinion, it is. Yeah, because uh, I think that he could have brought some flavor to that first movie that would have really, yeah, put it over the top. Yeah. You know, and I'm not sure if I gotta, you know, I, I'm not sure if if he would make it too absurd. 
You know, I I think he would make it just the right level of absurd. I think if he if he got back into his gangster roots as well, yeah, and tapped into that, um, I would love that. Yeah, I would love it. Like like the, that rumored Joker Harley movie. Mm-hmm. Put him on that. Um, I'll tell you one thing though. I'm actually at the point now where I'm like, you know what? Let's do the three Joker thing. Yeah, yeah. Just to have not him as the only yeah. Joker. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. All right. So this uh, wafer woman. Okay. So just real short. Basically, is is like this one Facebook group I'm following is tracking these organized. And there's more than one. It's not just All right, that but one thing. This one is like one guy. Yes, but obviously passionate. Obviously passionate. He has about, a he has a page of 400 likes. Yeah. So it's not many people behind no. it, and he is a DC fan. Yes. But just hates the DC movies. Hates Snyder. Yeah. And wants to collapse the Snyderverse, mm-hmm. um, and by any means necessary. But that's like he's like Malcolm X of comic book fans. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that it's just that's not the by only any one. means necessary. And there's a lot of these little things that are like it's not even giving the film the film's not even out yet. I can understand if somebody saw it and was like, I hate this. Mm. But I mean, the, specifically with this Wonder Woman, it's like this Wonder Woman, like, hey, I don't think that anybody now feels, and let me know if I'm wrong, but everybody, I think, is pretty well liking Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Yeah, like, I, haven't, I, haven't, I, haven't, and acting, I haven't heard anything negative look, about her. Right? It's removed from the modern era, so, you know, there's a lot of freedom there to, to, to tell a good and compelling, a, a compelling story. And, like, so far, everything looks like it's working. We don't know. We won't know until yeah. we see the film. But there's nothing that jumps out. There was just a new trailer that was released today. Which we're going to talk about um, next. Yeah. It, it, you know, I, don't, I think that it's, it's far too soon to be having that passion I think it's, of, a, of an opinion. I think it's much easier to, to be in love with this than not be in love with it at this point. Yes. And I think to be, like, the visceral coming off of this like just just to watch it just to want it to burn before it's had a chance to fucking live yeah yeah, yeah. you know so i just you know it just comes back to my theories like why why is this happening i don't see this with marvel stuff you know what i mean why is this happening to the dc stuff maybe the dc stuff has earned it i'll, I'll be the first to say okay that, that that's a valid argument to have um yeah but, i mean but but with th- this one specifically i think that this one should is a little bit more insulated from all that other shit than anybody else well I, I, yeah true but i think that this guy is just you know if i can only judge it off of this one thing that i've seen yeah. that you that you shared and this guy's just a fucking whack job yeah you know like that, that page you if you want to follow it he finds about three three to four of those a day yeah okay you know um but he's just he's just a fucking whack job and he's a hater but he's also like, you know, he's 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 a guy that wants them to be comic book accurate, you know, or I guess what he sees is comic book accurate. But I don't know. I I think that we could talk about this Wonder Woman trailer. Looks good. Still looks good. My my, you know what I am worried about now? These last couple trailers, they've been moving away from that Wonder Woman theme music. Like this one has like a fucking Imagine Dragons record playing in it. Is it Imagine? You know, uh, Pam called that. That sounds like Imagine Dragons. Yeah, I don't know if it is, but it sounds like it. Yeah. And I'm like, gross. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, like Imagine Dragons did the music for the Transformers Four, and somehow that seems right mm-hmm. to give you a base reference. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, like that seems 
right. Like it seems like it's appealing to the same type of people. I, I, I doubt that song's gonna be the, the official soundtrack. I don't know, man. I mean, he's talking about the warrior, and I just don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I hope that you're right. Yeah. But I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But uh, let's not do that. Oh. Well, that piece is a little little edge. The um, but I, I the last couple trailers have been moving away from that theme, and like I feel like that theme, I feel like that shit needs to be Donner's. Superman music yeah, for I, Wonder I, I Woman. I agree. I agree. Like because that shit, like everybody loves that shit. I know people that fucking hate BVS, and but but will end that argument with but that Wonder Woman music though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like that shit just it hits the right nerve. It's it's and what's funny is that soundtrack is a piece of shit. But that opening music for the Wayne's parents murder, and then that is fucking dead on money perfect. And I just want, I don't want them to lose that, especially not for an Imagine Dragons record. And the concern is, is like this fucking Suicide Squad had all fucking pop music and Suicide Squad was successful. And I worry that they might be trying to, you know, like for Wonder Woman, for Wonder Woman, maybe we see one pop record on it and then the rest score. And then we start seeing like what the 89 Batman did with like one pop one pop album and one score album and then we just start moving kind of into and like I don't want that I uh, definitely don't want that. that so uh yeah but I think it, I think it looks fine uh Batman plot details this is rumor but it sounds fucking awesome if they do it and it and now uh, your monkey man's on it so that I have to yeah I mean the I, fact that he loves he loves a character is exhilarating to me, but also scares me. Because I'm like, what if you love the wrong thing? <laughs> yeah, 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 no, I know what you, exactly what you mean. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Uh, let me see here. Sorry. I'm trying to find it, folks. I apologize. Okay. So, earlier this week, some upcoming plot plans were leaked for the future of the DCEU. The Batman film will still have Deathstroke, but not as a main villain. Matt Reeves wants to do a larger-scale Batman film that will include the Bat family as well as most of the Batman rogues. This is not only interesting because it's been reported that Deathstroke will be the main villain, but also because alleged plot details of the Batman were leaked back in August, and it might mean that they went back to the original script, which is as follows. These are potential spoilers for those interested. You can skip ahead. 99. Current plot has Black Mask as the main villain, which I'm behind. Yep. Breaking breaking other villains out of Arkham to kill Batman. Joker and Harley have a subplot involving a bomb to blow up all the inmates once Batman recaptures them. All that results in Harley leaving the Joker because of the abuse and Batman trying to rehabilitate her. Deathstroke is sent in by Waller to help make her a good guy. I know me too. Deathstroke is sent in by Waller to help contain the situation so she can use them for her own means, but Batman fights Deathstroke and promises Waller that he's coming for her next. I like like that. Deadshot is also in it, but leaves the asylum to be with his daughter instead of getting his revenge on Batman. I like that. There's a really cool scene where Black Mask lines all the villains up and asks who will join him to get revenge. This scene will focus a lot on Deadshot's reaction, making it clear that he only wants freedom. Many of the villains get away in the end, and Batman promises to hunt them all down. The film will end with Batman overlooking Gotham and seeing one of the B-list villains has yet to be decided committing a crime. The earlier report stated that WB is considering making four Batman films related, so perhaps the Gotham Sirens will be one of them. All of this could be plausible and tie in together. That would be kind of cool. I'm in. I'm in. Yep, I'm in for all that shit. Yeah. I, I, if that's the direction they go, they have my support. If each of the Batman movies is a part of that same story arc. Yeah. Like the Siren movie, the Dick Grayson movie, maybe Batman 2. Maybe. 
I'm down with that. Me too. I'm down with that. Um, uh, then we have a Q&A. I'm not sure if Paul sent us a question. Now that Joe is checking the mail as well, sometimes I don't see... Okay. So, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. So, no questions that we can find. All right. Which is fine. Yeah, that's fine. Don't worry about it. You don't have to uh, ask us anything. Something weird has happened since I've been recording. What's that? Our tracks split at one point. I'll show you. Like, all of a sudden, we went down. That's weird. But there's still vocals. I don't know how that happened. Have you saved it? I saved it, yeah. Okay. It's fine. All right. I mean, I see it's jumping. Sure. Just don't know how that happened. All right. So then everything else that we have for today is spoiler heavy. Yes. Um, spoiler stuff for Star Wars. Spoiler mm. stuff for Guardians. Guardians. Yeah. So if you don't want spoilers of either. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here now. You have don't, time. Don't go. 99. Please stay. 98. I'm so lonely. 97. <laughs> 96, 95, this is the time I'm doing it, 94, 93, all the way to 92, no I'm not, <laughs> alright, so, Star Wars spoilers, uh, they're both toilers, yep, so Black Series toilers, yeah, uh, they're all codenamed, who is Victor, they think Victor is Snoke, Snoke. and the reason why is because it's Sorry, because it is scheduled, which is what I was trying to get out the first time. Well, maybe if you said scheduled. To release with a throne. Yes. So it's really the only one that really makes sense. And, I, and you know, I hope that it's a three-foot Snoke with a three-foot phone. Uh, a throne. Phone. Yes, and a three-foot phone. Over remember, huge phone. Remember the 80s. Yes, exactly. It's like the guys in Paid in Full when they're making phone calls. Yeah. Um, which you still haven't watched. Oh, I watched half of it. I did watch it again. You got to watch it. You got to sit down and watch it. It's good, fellas. Okay. Um, so then the other thing is, the uh, it has other labels for other things. They also have like throne, uh, victors, guards, and all this shit. And mm -hmm. supposedly a pack of four. Yeah. Which would coincide with what we had reported earlier as as to hearing about the four different weapons and very Ninja Turtle esque. Yes. So all that lends some credence to what we're talking about and credence to it being Star Wars Nunchucks. Snoke. And then it had two more uh, titles, but I can't remember what they were. They, uh, you know what? It's worth looking at. I mean, uh, it's it's fine. Well, just in case anybody, if anybody out there, I'd be interested. Ray looks very Jedi, and Kylo looks almost like Darth Vader, almost. I'm, Without a helmet. I'm trying to think if. So I'm, I'm wondering if his uniform's gonna mimic, you know, like if he's injured to where he's got to have some kind of apparatus, but now he doesn't need to wear the mask. I'm trying. I I, I, can't, I can't. Let me see if I. I, I feel like it's worth taking. A well, because if anybody out there has a theory as to why and could back it up, I'd be interested in it. And if they could post it on our Facebook, that would be it really better. helps us out. It really helps us out. Yeah. Of course, it's from fucking movie web. I know. You put a lot of movie, movie web heavy this week. You and Joe. Joe had a movie web in there too. I was like, God damn it. I, um, I, we need to get a intern that goes into the Facebook, highlights the. Pertinent information and, and puts it in like a word doc, like yeah. actual show notes. Okay, so the names are the, the other ones are cool be beta, mm -hmm. cool beta. Yeah, that is right. <laughs> Come on, man. 
You think so? It's Billy D. He says he's not in it. I don't know. Billy D. Cool B. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, I hope so. It's I hope you're right. Be him. And the other one is Foxtrot. Foxtrot. So, uh, who starts with the F? I don't know. I wonder if one of them is Benicio del Toro's character. Maybe. Um, I bet cool B could be him too. Could be. And then this other one, we he's get pretty, our. He's pretty cool. He is pretty cool. We get a first look at Kylo Ren's Starfighter. Oh, let me see it. I haven't seen it. I'm going to pull it up now. It's via uh, Hot Wheels, so I don't know who fucked up Lead there. Way. But but Hotel, Hot Wheels probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, but Hot Wheels fucked up at some point. Yeah. Oh shit! I put it. Do you think that like it looks cool though? It looks like of, a tie of interceptor. The Sith, of the movie, Dark Side users. No, fuck that. Of the movie bad guys that use lightsabers, mm-hmm. where does Kylo rank with you personally? Uh, so Vader's one. Vader's one. Actually, Maul's uh, probably two. Actually, uh, the Emperor might be one for me. Really? It might. It might be the Emperor Which, Vader. Prequel Emperor or? Yes. Okay. All of it, like the Emperor Vader, Maul, Maul Kylo, Dooku. Do you think that Kylo, if we're talking about live action, you know, yeah. Cause, Do you think that Kylo can move up? is going to have the opportunity to move up in your mind? I, I think that he has the potential, but I think that's... I don't know if he can do it. You know, like... Yeah. I don't know if he has what it takes. Like, just the, the, the who that character is, I don't know that that character has the potential, really. If I, th- if I really were to sit there and think about it, I don't know if he has the, the fucking minerals yeah. to be cooler than Maul. I, uh... I wonder if, uh... It's pretty cool looking. Yeah, so it looks like a TIE Interceptor. Yeah, very sleek... Yeah, I wonder if there's gonna be a, a big gap in between episode eight and nine time wise. I know. I, I, I hope that there is. I, I kind of hope there is too. Or we have a large time go on in one of the films where it's like three years later, which has never happened. Yeah, time. I'm not sure if I'm not sure if I'm ready for that. So, all right, and then that's it. All right, so Guardian stuff. Guardians. So what do you think, man? Well, one to ten. Six point five. Six point five. Well, that's pretty low. So you disappointed? I was disappointed. Okay. Too much comedy. It, it, all right, so was that was that your disappointment? That was one of. Okay. <clears throat> I felt like a lot of the jokes, at least for the, I think through the first half of the movie, for me, mm-hmm. were like, "God, this seems dreadfully forced." Really? Like, even with like pauses, like script pauses after the punchline. Like over and over again, where I was like, "Man, they're counting on that laugh." Like, and I, I didn't find it to be as naturally funny as I found the first one. Now, at about halfway through, it, I feel like it starts to find its rhythm there, and things start to get the jokes start to land a little bit more appropriately. Mm-hmm. But like that first half, I'm just like, like the whole bit with Baby Groot in the beginning and walking around while the I, I was with that. I'm, I'm okay. on board there. Okay. Right after that ends, through. Till when you know they, they almost start to realize that something is rotten in Denmark on the planet. Almost every joke in there doesn't land for me, like and and it started to piss me off. The other thing that I had a problem with was, uh, like I started not to give a shit. Like I don't. I think that there's a lot of rich potential, and this is me bringing baggage into it. But there's a lot of rich potential between Star Lord and his father in terms of developing like a really good dramatic story, mm-hmm. and it's just not there. And it's just short. It's it's too short. It's not. 
it's not the right direction. Do you, do you think that the fact that they made it, like I thought Ego's character was is fascinating to me, like the conceptually, right? Well, now the question is, should they have made Ego's character Star Lord's father? Well, that's certainly all right. So I only read, I only know what I know from reading the books, and I, I haven't, I'm, I haven't read all the books. Um, okay, hold on one second. Sorry about that little. You know, I should, I should save it too. All right. Sorry about that. So I, I think that I think that the I only know what I know from reading the books. Yeah. And I, I haven't read that many of the books, but with what I did read of the books, I loved. Okay. Uh, when I started reading them, it was kind of during like the second sort of imagination. Like now they're like on their third or fourth. Yes. But it was like the second kind of reimagination of Guardians, and it kind of got meddled up with the Infinity story, like the Infinity book. Yeah. And then it got off base for me, but that's what I know of them, and they're all. So Star Lord is the one that seems the most off from the books, okay. In general, like he seems like Chris Pratt. It's like Robert yeah. De Niro. Yeah, I mean uh, Robert Downey Jr. I always do that. Um, I smell like something burning. Maybe it's like something on my like it matches. I do not smell my hand. I can see how you can smell it on your hand. Where the hell does that come from? I don't know. Oh, you know what it is? It's burnt hair from cooking this morning. There it is. That's what it is. So anyway, like <laughs> in the uh, in, like in the comics, like 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 Starler's like this confident, like almost Shane, like okay, you know, like he's confident, he's cocky, he's strategic, like maybe genius, okay, you know, like he's a tactician, Thrawn level tactician, okay, he's on his shit. Um, All right. So you have more of a connection with that character. Yeah, I you... find that character more interesting than just Chris Pratt being Chris Pratt. Yeah. But that's something that that's that's not a new criticism of this movie. That's just yeah. I'm having this conversation. Yes. Um now the Rocket that I know is the second iteration of Rocket, and he's more in line with this Rocket in the movies, but apparently that's not very accurate to the original Rocket either. But it's it's what I know, so yeah. I get with it. Yeah. Um Drax is way off, but I've just kind of accepted that. And uh Gamora's kind of spot on to the Gamora I know. Okay. But I feel like the jokes really worked in the first one and not so much in the second one, but the connection to the books, the father is like, the father hates him. Mm. Like, and the, his son is like a constant thorn in his side. And it's, and the father's like this, this hot shot on the political arena intergalactically. And there's a lot of people that are like calling for his head. Cause he's always fucking shit up. Like he's, he's doing the right thing, but the right thing isn't necessarily what is muddy in the waters. Yeah. Yeah. And, and maybe it's needed. Yeah. But he's a problem. And the, and the father, like, has this, like, you know, the struggle where it's like, yeah, like, fuck him, you know, on, on, on but uh, it is kind of my son, but still kind of fuck him. And there's just this cool dynamic there. And then, like, I don't know if in the comics he later goes on to be exposed as Ego, the living planet, and all this. Maybe it does, but it's just not what I know. And even, yeah. if, even if that happens, that, that little basis of what their relationship is isn't really present in this movie. Yeah. And it's something that I, I want and I need. For to, to really like seeing his father in the movie and like how they address his father because it is of the comics that I've read Star Lord and Star Lord's father is my favorite part of that book mm -hmm. so it, it was kind of a bummer to me and I, I realized that about halfway through and it's not to say I didn't like things about it because I definitely did but about halfway through I, I I I told myself I was like uh oh you don't give a shit you don't give a shit how this ends like and when I get to that point that's when I know the movie's just not working. And I don't care how the, the story resolves itself. Mm -hmm. 
I did like plenty of stuff though. I liked seeing Eternity. Yeah. In Star Lord's eyes, like yep. that was nice to see. I love seeing the Watchers. Yep. Uh, I wish that they had just made Stanley a fucking Watcher. Yeah. I think yeah. that was a huge mistake. I mean, it's it's almost like you almost had it. Yeah. Like it was right there in front of you, and, and you, you couldn't put the up. pieces together. Yep. Yep. I you totally know? agree. But at the same time, like. I, I this is a big spoiler. Alert. I understand why they did it because then it does take away something about Stanley being all those people. Like what is revealed in that is that he was the same guy in all of those stories. Right. So we don't know exactly what he is. Mm-hmm. He's not human. Mm-hmm. He's out there in a spacesuit. He's human ass. He's lived with humans. But remember, he's the same guy that was in, you know, Captain America era as as he is on some spaceship. You know, or as he was. The uh, DJ at the uh, you know the club at the club theoretically theoretically you know which in a way it's like okay so he what is he and the fact that watchers need to get information from him is kind of interesting as well so I kind of understood is like no we're not going to give it to you. we're not going to make it that easy for you it's kind of going to be what you want we see it we see what you want but we're going to keep the so. mystery you I know hope so. so I love the movie I it it might be. It might become my favorite Marvel movie ever. I I disagree in regards to I don't I think that the jokes did hit. Mm. I think that um, I feel as though when I went and saw the first Guardians, I liked it, but I was critical because I was like Guardians like they're making a movie, but they're wasting their time with the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. How good can that be, you know? And they were successful, but they were successful in a way where I felt going back and watching it multiple times that it's like. Now that I see the second one, I, I kind of feel like they're like, okay, now I can do, now that I did this groundwork over here that's solid, I can really do what I want to do. And I think they did it amazingly. I think every character in that had an arc, even Ego, you know? Um, I think we got a good, we got a good bit of Rocket. You know, we got a good bit of Gamora and Nebula. We got a good bit of Star-Lord. We got a, we even got a, for the most part, got a good bit of Groot. With, especially with that last scene, you see that like you know he's he's growing as a character, and it's and it's kind of cool. I actually like the fact that in my mind, that's not the same Groot. That is Groot's offspring. That's the new Groot. Now, they asexually reproduce, so it's like a clone. We don't know, you know. But, we don't know. If it yeah, might be the same Groot. Yeah, it might have. He might eventually have the memories of the original Groot. We don't know. Um, I feel that like Yondo got a, a fucking awesome arc. Even Yondo's little second got a little little bit of whatever. You know, I didn't mean to mutinize Captain, and they killed all my friends. Like, and dude, I fucking when Yondo dies, I fucking cried, bro. I mean, like, so I did Greg. I felt that shit. I felt that shit, and I was like, dude, and like, in going back and looking at the first one, I feel like it is so authentic of what they did. I feel like the like James Gunn had everything planned out, because there was stuff about Yondo which you didn't understand. Because you don't understand the relationship until you see the second movie. He was like, God, Captain, you do this all the time. You know, Star-Lord betrays you and you, you know, you allow him to. Because he's the son. He's his prodigal son. And at the end, it doesn't matter what he does. He's his father. And that's who he is. That's the that's the definition of what Yondo is, you know. I, I just want to say I like all that stuff too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that uh, I, I, I like Batista's role. I like him and Mantis's little little relationship. Um, I think that Mantis is a character they got all wrong, also by the way. Oh yeah, but I yeah I don't have any and I don't have any connection to who Mantis is. Yeah. I like the idea of Ego having this pet, this 
sentient life form who he's taken no time to properly socialize and she's basically learning things and I, like, I wonder I, the only thing I wish they did is that when she touched people and got their emotions it kind of was a way to quickly educate her about right and wrong mm-hmm. and they kind of alluded to that I don't think it necessarily I think they went the right way it didn't, they didn't necessarily need to go into it with any more dialogue but I like that I like and, and Kurt Russell as ego first off I think that the age regression that they did best ever done best ever done I, it agreed it blow it blows people away i like i almost like if somebody would told me like no actually it's from this other movie and we just changed the dialogue i would have believed them yeah you know what i mean i think it was easily the best um i i also like the pat the part when he kind of was like brainwashing star lord but then that connection to his mother and his love for his mother and his friends was so strong that he sna- snapped out of it and he didn't hesitate there was no discussion. There's no argument. You did what? <laughs> like, I fucks with that. I fucks with that hard. Yeah. And the the fact that the dude's name is ego, and of course ego is your own sense of self-importance and whatever. And and you know the fact that he he is this being that's been around for a million years was basically blind and dumb to start out with, and somehow over time was able to manipulate matter you know, layer by layer until he can actually create his own life form out of it. And then his plan to expand and, and to be everything because he, he has a self-importance aspect. And he's like this, he's basically the God with no, with no pantheon. You know what I mean? He's just this God power that just stumbled into existence. He doesn't know how, where he came from. Nothing's ever interacted with him. He's been nothing but lonely and he's turned into this thing, and he actually had this conflict with being happy with this woman and just being a man, and then what he what he thought his own self-importance was, and he actually killed the thing that he loved, which, yeah, I could have used some more time with that, you know, but that conceptually is like, man, that's fucking crazy to think about, you know what I mean? That is that is an interesting bad guy, you know? Um, and uh, even that little, even the little ball-throwing bit, you know what I mean? Like they were able to put little things like that, which I'm glad they did. I'm not saying, I'm not saying it earned everything that it that it should have meant, but I think that the the idea of family, the idea of like connection, was just there. Even the bit with Rocket, his feuding with with uh, Star Lord, and pushing everybody away. I think everybody's maternal, um, maternal and paternal attitudes towards Baby Groot was interesting. I, I love the fact that, you know, Chris Pratt and Gamora, I mean, Star-Lord and Gamora kind of have this unspoken thing. I love all I love all the callback jokes to the 80s type sitcom. I love the fact that they're both kind of scared to commit because it might change the dynamic of what they got and what they got is probably the best anybody's ever had in that group. Everything worked for me, man. It's awesome. You know? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I'd give it a nine. Like, I, I there's no... The only thing that somebody's asked me about is like the pacing. Like they, they, they feel like the pacing got kind of slow because like they didn't really go many places. You know what I mean? I thought that the other antagonists, like the gold people who are going to make Adam Warlock. Yeah, I liked all that. Yeah, I, they, I found they, them more interesting than I did most of the movie. Like, yeah, I, like everything their, their that culture. involved them and the Guardians was the stuff that I was most interested it was, in. It was like a perfect amount of a opposing force that had their own their own needs. They had their own, and I whatever. Didn't, I didn't. And I didn't together, need any more of it. I didn't put together that they were the Adam Warlock people until the bonus scene. 
Like I oh, I didn't put it together. As soon as I saw the casket, I got it. Yeah, I I, I was like I was like fuck, they got it past me. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I totally didn't see it. It was like the thing yeah. right in front of your face. I know that. I love so I love that. I dug that. Yeah, I dug that a lot. I, um, like I said, I liked everything with them. I liked everything with with them and the guardians. I liked a lot of the stuff with the guardians. I don't feel like as many of them had the arcs that I wanted, like especially Drax. Like Drax is one of those characters, like he's super fucking cool and like. Well, I don't his, have a point of reference to Drax. His, his backstory is cool, and like, also Shooting. like, uh, Rocket's backstory is fucking cool. Yeah. And like, I, I felt like I, I feel like in the sequel is when you a lot of times when you get to learn. Like, obviously in the well, this first was movie, definitely the origin. This is like the Star Lord origin movie, right? And I feel like you already got a good piece of the Star Wars Star Lord origin in the first movie, and I could have, I could have used some more development from some of those supporting characters. Well, I think we got a little bit of more development. You got a little bit. You got more Nebula than you did Gamora. Well, yeah, but but you get that, you get that through osmosis type of you know what I mean? Yeah, because you get her development. You also to Nebula. They don't relate to Gamora. No, I, I don't. I don't. I I disagree with that because because I think it shows you because she even says there's other little girls out there like you or me that we're we can protect now. Right. You know you you, you so it's showing what her motives are where you don't really know her motives in the first movie except to want to take down Thanos. Yeah, and it's and like it's kind of murky. You don't, like you don't know like why did she betray Thanos? Just because he's a dick? And that's basically like okay, she realizes that he's a dick and she's gonna betray him. Do we know why she does now? Well, no, but now, now she's not really even focused on Thanos. She's really focused on just protecting the galaxy, protecting other, protecting other little girls. That's the only thing she spoke of of her motives. You know? Yeah, but I I just don't feel like that does uh, like all that relates to Nebula's story, in my opinion. Of how Nebula was mistreated by her father. Yeah, yeah. You know, and like, you're, so, you're able to extrapolate a certain amount of Gamora's. With sure, that. but it all relates to what Nebula is going through. Is my thing. Yeah, like, which is fine. That's good for Nebula, but I could use more Gamora. Yeah, I could, especially with Thanos. Thanos' big moment coming right around the corner. You know, like, I, I could have like, there's there's big Thanos stuff obviously coming. Yeah, and there's big connections between Gamora and Drax and Thanos that are still. Undefined. Undefined. Did, did you notice that Jeff Goldblum, as the collector, I was did. in one of those little bubbles in the very end? Oh, uh, J- J- he's not the collector, though. Is he? No, that's uh, Benicio del Toro. Not the collector, it, the, but it the, was the, him uh, as the, the gamer, whatever yeah, it is, the game guy, for, whatever his name Planet is. Planet Hulk. Yeah. Um. So I like that. Like, like I like you got a little bit of Rocket being badass. Like you understand. Like in in the first one, I was f- unfamiliar with Rocket and and uh, Groot, right? And you got to understand how dope Rocket was by taking on all the Ravagers by himself, with the, with the exception of you know, that last group there when he got caught up by Yondo, and how dope he was. And it's like, man, this motherfucker is... Like, when you see that, that prison, you're like, this is our booty! You know what I mean? We run it here! And I always felt like, that's cool, but like, okay, I guess you're the biggest, baddest motherfucker in the galaxy, but he never earned that for me. It worked in the first film, but like I feel like seeing him take down those guys and enjoy it was like, oh man, Rocket is a bad motherfucker. I also you know? like that. And all the little technology he's built to help the crew. I also realized that I like Big Groot, Little Rocket dynamic much more than I like Big Rocket, Little Groot. Like, I, I, I I'm do. happy that he's a teenager now because that makes me think yes. he's going to be a fucking adult. Yes, the next I, one. like, it, it'll be like the, baby, the baby Groot was... I think the baby Groot was perfect to change up the dynamic of the family. I I don't disagree with that. Um, but like I I almost feel that he shouldn't be a baby as long as he was. Now the interesting thing about it, do you realize that the film takes place in 2014? 
So uh, I I yeah, so that so whatever that hap whenever that happens, I don't know when the first when the first movie comes out. All the Marvel movies thus far have taken place in the year that they come out. Right. Um, Vision has given us that timeline in us uh, Captain America Civil War. In the eight years since since uh, you know Tony has revealed himself as Captain America, so uh, what, it, what, what, Iron Man. What period is this taking place in? I don't know. Yeah, I gotta that, go that, back and think about what movies were released in yeah, 2014. Yeah, so that that I want to do some more research in, in because I don't recall there ever being mention of the events with the that the the ooze coming out of the Earth as it was as it was terraforming. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah, starting yeah, to terra. Yeah, well, yeah. I guess it would be ego forming, you know, and not terraforming. Um. So you know that that in Missouri that is interesting. Yeah. That, so because that's almost that's almost problematic. Not necessarily because there not necessarily, is yeah there is, is tons of mentions of other events like in um wow I'll make really uh, loud all of a sudden hold on a second there is tons of other mentions of alien artifacts and events that happen like throughout like little mentions of it so I I don't think it's problematic it's just interesting like I wonder why they chose that. Because I, I, that definitely has probably has something to do with timing to have make sure Groot is big again by the time they do Infinity War, which is the next one. But right. you know what one of my favorite things is? Hmm. No Infinity Stones. Yeah. I, I'm like, like it was just a we Guardians. We still have two more to find though, don't we? Uh, I don't think, I think just the soul and the, yes, the soul and the time gem. Um, I got a, I got a theory, man. I think that that soul gem is going to be I think they're not going to keep Mickey Rourke, Mickey Roker, Michael Roker. Who? Wow, uh, Yondo. I don't think they're going to keep him down. It's like I, I mean, I don't want them to bring him back per se because I, I find that the, I can see the Soul Gem being tied to Warlock. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I mean, the Soul Gem has the ability to bring people back to life. So I wonder if some of the people that we've seen die. I, don't know, I feel like we need to let him have his. Like, that I, was I a great. Death. I agree, dude. It was a phenomenal death. I feel like we should let him have that. But. Now, like, I want more Yondu. Like, I'd like to see a Yondu. And, like, dude, the whole Ravager code thing and, uh, like, even Sylvester Stallone's little little bit with Yondu's arc, brilliant. I loved it. I didn't have like, any problem with any of that. You know? Uh, and, the, and, the, and I liked the, the, little, the little, fun little funeral scene at the end. I like that. Yeah, that I was... like I, – that's I think that's my thing is I like all I – like, I like all the Guardian stuff in and of itself. I like all the stuff with Warlock's people. I like all the stuff with the Ravagers. I just don't like the stuff between Star Lord and his father, and that's my favorite part of Guardians. And okay. That's what's so you're so you're you're bummed out because it is a it is a change from the source material that you've liked and you're familiar with. Loved. Okay. Yeah, I can understand that. I mean, I don't have that baggage going in. Yeah, that's my major a, complaint. My but, my side note complaint is all the lulls. Like I can just I can well, just have a few less lulls. But it had they nailed that. I probably would have given the lulls a pass. Yeah, you know, I, I think that the, I think that all the comedy, um, and I don't want it to be serious. I don't want it because people often say like, "Oh, what do you want it to be dark?" And like, no, 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 no. no. I think Guardians is a place for all that. stuff. I do too. I just I, felt like I just felt like a lot of it for me was a bit a bit here, a bit on the nose for me. I, 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 I think it was on the nose, but I don't think it was too on the nose. I think so that's that, the yeah, thing. Like, yeah, it worked for you. I feel it did, that it too much for me. I feel that they're. I feel like they got to a point. It's like the first, like the, the first movie is like the first time you go, a, new, a, comedian, a comedian takes his new material on stage and he's a little unsure of it, mm. you know? So sometimes he doesn't take those chances. But I feel like this, everybody's kind of comfortable in their own skin. They know what they're doing. They felt liberties to take those chances. And I think there's huge payoffs. The only thing that I was, the only thing I was kind of distracted with 
is a fact that I took my kids with me to see it, and there's a, a, a little too many bitch shits and penis jokes for me to yeah, feel I mean, comfortable watching with my three daughters. Yeah, I mean, they did the Pollock thing in the last one, you know, which is, you know, like, you should see the sheets or whatever. It's like a Pollock painting. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, but like, there was, there, I just feel like, to put it in perspective, the Zune bit, hilarious. Yeah, that was funny. I hilarious. feel like the, um, in the last one, like, it would have been the scene with, there could have been this, the event, same event could have taken place, right? Like, Groot could have stepped on the rake and the rake could have came up and hit him in the nose. And then he would have been like, I am Groot. And Rocky said, what do you mean you didn't see it? Yeah. Like, you know, you're, you're, you're the highest perspective of all of us. Yeah. And that would have been the joke. And like in this one, I feel like he would have stepped on it and it would have hit him in the face and Star-Lord would have been like, oh yeah, pal, rake it in. You know, like that, that for me was the difference in how the jokes were done. Like that's the best way I can use to, to, to say it. Okay. So you thought they were just cheaper? I felt they were cheaper. Okay. Okay, I mean it's fair enough. Uh, the majority, not to say all of them. There was plenty yeah. that I, there was plenty that I laughed at and thought were great, and like even in my head, I was like, "That's refreshing. That's what I want right there. Yeah. It's that lane." That yeah. I want them the in. the only joke that I didn't like is that he actually went and asked everybody for tape, and I felt like they did that because we already saw that interaction in the trailer, and they had to change it up to get extra laws because the, the laws were only used on the trailer. But like the that's, um, the that's the only piece where I was like, okay. You're dragging the scene on a little bit further. Like when they're you know? walk, uh, like when they're walking out, and he like lifts up the satchel, and it's got all the batteries in it. Yeah. Like that to me was like, yeah, like that. Stay in that pocket. Yeah, yeah. Like it, but I, I like the miss winking things. I like. I that. didn't. I didn't. Oh, you should have said it with a sarcastic voice. Now I look foolish. Like the interactions with 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 Rocket. Like he doesn't quite that, get. There was, there was some of that. Oh, I loved it because I, he... I liked I liked the winking bit, but I but I almost liked the winking bit. And under the idea of Rocket knowing that it's the wrong eye. Oh, dude, I love the fact that he, even though he is, he is amorphosized as a human being, he is still a raccoon, and he doesn't, he, it's, he's incapable of getting all of those little he's social. Not a raccoon. All those little social interactions, correct? What do you mean? Like he's not a raccoon. Oh, he's not from. He's not originally from Earth. No. Oh, where's no, he he's from? from? This other planet where they like torture animals and torture humans and shit. It's like okay. A, it's like a. It's like a. Um, it's like a planet that does nothing but like lab experiments. Okay, but but, he, but he's not a raccoon. Like they've gone out of their way to make at least in the comics they've gone out of their way. Actually, and they kind of hint at it at the first one. It's like, it's like you're a raccoon. It's like ain't nothing like me but me. Well, he doesn't know what a raccoon is. Yeah, no, but that's the same. because yeah. he has similar statements. Like that's uh, for me. Like that's what they were trying to get at with that. Yeah. Because they, they go out of their way that like Rocket Raccoon is like, it's like a it's like a jab. Gotcha. Like and they never call him Rocket Raccoon. Right. But, Trash like, Panda. Yeah, Dude, I like that. I that, like that. That shit was awesome. I like that one too. Um, yeah, um, I, I actually hope that I hope that we get a rocket origin film where yeah, they do like, just take a, a raccoon. Just, I want them to take an Earth raccoon and, and like. Yeah, but that's not what it is, though. Like, but what, it's, it's why can't it be? Like, it could, I mean, well, no. I mean, they they can obviously yeah. they can do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. But that's just not what he's not a raccoon. Well, not now. I'm I'm sure that when he was originally made by the original person who made a rocket, he was just a raccoon. I don't think the raccoons are native to that planet. I'm saying he's probably from Earth. No, he's not though. The original rocket is that the, they, the rocket that I know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's, that it's might not rac- they, they probably not red they probably redcon that. Like they go, I don't know, I yeah. don't know. They go out of their way. I mean, like to really drive home that he's not a raccoon. Yeah, like it's like a it's like a thing. I guess. And the fact, like I love the little bit when he's like, "Can I pitch your monkey or whatever?" And like he snaps at her. He's I like I like that all animal. that. I like how some of them called him a dog and some. Yeah. Them, like I, I like that. That triangle <laughs> and to that triangle faced monkey. And even you all welcome even that trial triangle faced monkey, and he's like, 
put his hand up slowly to, to like I love the subtle insecurities but at the same time of how like that's like a badass big, he is. But that's like a big deal. Like that's not like like it's just like like he, that that is important to his character is his is his self esteem. Like, like he does have self esteem problems. Oh yeah. Okay. Be, yeah. Because I loved it. I mean like like whoever that character is in the film, I think he's just such an interesting character. I, and I'd love like, to see a Rocket group movie. You know. I would love that too. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to see a Rocket Group movie. I would love to see a uh, Drex the the Destroyer. Yeah, like that, that character just he doesn't work for me. What what is it that you don't like? So he's your least favorite. Yeah, like he's my least favorite in this movie. I feel like he's the one that puts it over. He's he's the really? one that I most he of the time puts I th- it over I think the top. I kind of felt like he brought his game up the most. I feel and like I, everybody I, did. Everybody approved. Like Chris Pratt went from an eight to nine. Racket went from the six to an eight. You know, you know, Grimora went from a seven to an eight, and I feel like Batista was like a four in the first one, and now he's like an eight. He he you went know? from like a five to like a three to me. Really? Yeah. What what like, what what about it? It's just it's just oh, it was over the top. It was it seemed caricature ish of his first in, of his first presentation. Oh really? Yeah, like people like this. Let's let's really fucking let's really do it up this time. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I love the little things like you're beautiful too. On the inside. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. I love every aspect. That's of awesome. It. I'm glad that you had a great that dude. Um, hey, it was, seriously, it, uh, yeah. I, I it might be it, it might be my favorite Marvel movie because I think that everything works for it in me, like every aspect of it. Yeah, and I'm really happy with. I, I can't wait to see, like now after seeing this, and James Gunn has already said he's writing three as we speak. Now I can't. Now, now my most anticipated movie is the third Guardians movie, yeah. like. Like and let me be clear. Like I recommend that people see this. Yeah. I think that most people will like this movie a lot. Okay. I just don't like it. You don't like it at all. I don't like it. You think like, you were you in a bad mood when you went to see that movie? Yeah. Is that what it was? No. I don't know. I don't because know I, I started off liking it. Like the like the I started off liking it. Like yeah. I, I thought I, that opening sequence is one of the best yeah, opening sequences loved ever. Loved it. And like Mr. Blue Sky, one of my favorite songs ever. Loved it. And then so. and then it just started to and then it started and then even after that I get I was I was with it. And then at a certain point it just started to go left for me. And I was like oh. You know what's also interesting? In the in the trailer clip when at the very beginning when Groot puts the jack in there and the music starts playing and he drops it, he has a Ravager suit on. And in the movie he was naked. He didn't get the Ravager suit until afterwards. So I wonder I wonder if there's some changes they made, because like to put the Ravager suit on and then take it out, I think would be more difficult. Like fabrics would be more difficult than him just being naked. So I wonder if there were some other there's some other differences. And there's another post credit scene that they cut, but I didn't I didn't read what it was. Uh, post credit scenes for me, there was five of them, and only one was worth the fuck. That's my opinion on that. All right, so the Adam Warlock one was really good. Great. Yeah. And that's the one that was needed. I like the teenage group one. It's fine. Um, I think that what was the other one. The uh, Stan, Stan Lee, Lee one was didn't need it. It was retread of what we've already kind of. That's true. That's true. It was retread. We didn't need it. Um, I thought when we saw it again, it was going to give me what I really wanted. Right, I did too. And once they didn't. Yeah. What was the other one? Uh, the neck. The the Batista getting stabbed with the arrow with the the new guy trying to whistle. Yep. And then what was the last one? I can't remember. I I think I remember. I think in my head after I watched it, I was like, it should have been the teenage Groot. After the initial credit, like um, the mid credit of the Adam Warlock, yeah, like the animated credits portion, yeah, and then the after the scroll should have been the Adam Warlock, and that would have been enough. Yeah, 
Um, the one bit I love too is the very title scene where Batista falls. He's watching Groot dance, and Groot like pauses when he looks at him. It's like that callback joke for that post-credit mm-hmm. scene from before. I like I like little. There's a lot of callback jokes to that that I really enjoyed. Um, yeah, and like so, I said, I, I recommend that people go see it. I think a lot of people will like it. I just don't. Care. Yeah, I think and I think it's do. I don't. I haven't checked the numbers. I think it's doing pretty well. Oh, I, I mean, if oh, if our opening night was, it was any packed. sign, yeah, I actually want to go see it again. I like. I have the urge to go see it again. I don't even want to watch it on DVD. Man. Yeah, I, I just, I just didn't care for it. I, you know, what? I don't think you should ever go to a movie if you're in a. I think you should only go to the movies when you're happy mood. I, I, I don't, but I don't think you can put it on my mood. I, I was enjoying it. You know, like yeah. at, 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 at my most irritated, I was enjoying it the most. <laughs> you know, like well, if, you, if oh. I was here, the first fifteen minutes brought me up to here. Okay. And then I started so, to not so like it. So what part did it, did you lose interest? Uh I I didn't I didn't lose interest until I didn't totally lose interest in the movie. I had, had irritation with the jokes. Okay. But I didn't lose interest in the movie until Star-Lord and his father started talking. And that's when I was like I don't like this. What do you what do you think about um that was one thing that I thought that was interesting those little spheres that he had that told a story. And I was like, oh, what is this thing? This Man thing. Of Steel. Very Man of Steel. It was very Man of Steel-ish, but like that was that was strange. Like that that plot, de- like his planet as a plot device was odd. Um, I did find it interesting that, that nobody knew what ego was. Like, because if you think back to when the other people, when Glenn Close, like you're something old, we don't know, we don't have a record on what your father was. He wasn't Terran. You know that was interesting. And the fact that he had, oh, what about the Pac-Man bit? The fight at the end, like the power fight at the end, because I, I thought that you would have an issue with that. I, I didn't. I of all the things I had an issue with, yeah, wasn't my biggest issue. I actually I dug that because it was kind of a callback to like to the Pac-Man, the Skeletor, and Heather. Lock. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna build, I'm gonna build some weird, weird shit. Like I thought that was cool. That was the one bit I was like, I don't know if that went too far, but I don't dislike it. Like I rec- if somebody was like, dude, I was into it until the giant rock monster and Pac-Man bit. I'm like all right, fair enough. But I thought it was interesting too when, like, uh, Kurt Russell's looking kind of old, like he's, he's turning gray. I guess fighting with Star Lord is draining his energy, and he's like, "No, you know they'll kill me if, if you if you let me die, you'll lose your immortality again. You'll be like everyone else." He's like, "That's all I've ever wanted," and like then he sees the power go out. I wonder if if being on that planet. That connection is so strong; it was easy for him to manifest his connection to the light. Mm. And I wonder if is that connection really severed, or does he just have to learn how to train? I will say that it? I hope it is severed because you don't want him to have that kind of power because that's not in his character. So I actually, well, as far as you know, yeah, as far as I know, yeah. and even and even like like another, and I know you liked it, uh, uh, but another thing for me, like when he was learning the power and yeah. all that, I'm on board. Yeah. I'm on board under the confines of the film. I'm on board, and then turning into a ball and literally throwing the old ball around—that for me was too much. Yeah, like that—that that, and it's it's a lot of that stuff for me, that, which is like, and and all that stuff is my superficial complaints on top of my big complaint. Yeah, but that being too on the nose, too rough for me. Yeah, was my superficial complaint. Yeah, my, my big complaint. Is I I the yeah I I, I loved it. Yeah, I enjoyed that scene because well, I, I they even, referenced he referenced that's so he, oh, he's always wanted. And there's a one aspect when when he turned into David Hasselhoff, mm-hmm. there's the one aspect of it, wait a minute, he can like get in his head. Like he knows that's what Star Lord wants. 
Like when that when he turned David Hasselhoff, it was another lull that I loved, mm-hmm. and it was funny. And I've been seeing a lot of David Hasselhoff here recently, which is kind of strange. Um, and uh, so there was something there was something to that. I was like, you know, and he spoke specifically about that, you know, playing catch with his father and whatnot. So I, it worked for me. I wish that, uh, like, when when I towards the end, was it was wrapping down, and I liked the whole Yondu arc. Yeah, I like that. That was probably my favorite story within the story. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was, I remember, it was powerful. I remember yeah. thinking to myself, I was like, man, it sucks that you don't like this because you're gonna have to tell people when they ask you. Like that's all I could think about because I could tell, like, it was palpable. Like I could tell how much everyone was enjoying it, mm-hmm. and I was like, I can't. I don't like it. Like, and I and I like. A lot of it. Like, I, I love the Yondu bit. Like, that is my favorite, probably, part. I yeah. love the, the Adam Warlock people in that. I love that connection. Like, I love these two B threads. Yeah. You know, it's just that A thread. If that A thread was a B thread, maybe that would have even did it for me. Like, and it's it's funny because thinking back at it, there was plenty of foreshadowing that Yondu wasn't going to make it. Especially Sylvester Stallone talking about, you know, they won't, they, we won't have the... I forget what he called it, but then it yeah, had that yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. you know, light show, yeah. funeral. Um, and there's that one scene, he's like, yeah, you look like Mary Poppins. Is he cool? Hell yeah, he's cool. Like that right there, little, whew, little chill. Like that little, that little interaction with him and Chris Pratt, I just thought was fucking money. And see, I think, that, I think that had those superficial things not been an issue for me, I think that that Mary Poppins bit would have landed a bit for me. But because I'm so I'm like I'm I'm so conditioned by that point in the movie that everything is this fucking super on the nose tactic. I'm like, oh yeah, of course. And, Let and, me ask you a question. And, and and who and who who is Donald Duck of the group? Can we now assign Donald Duck to the group? And if we could also assign Mickey Mouse and well, let me ask and you Simba. And we can get Simba. Do you, do you think there's ever a situation, a story that things it's appropriate for them to be on the nose? Sure. Okay. So and and so, why do you think that this film it's not? Because I think I, I think, agree I with think, you I, that I, I, I think I, everything was on the was on the nose. I don't think that. So I don't think that a joke on the nose doesn't work in this movie. Yeah, I think that the, you love an old man joke. I think that the amount of jokes that were on the nose for me in this movie started to seem formulaic. It started to it started to distract me from the movie. It started to make it seem like people in a writing room saying this is what works. I, I wonder if I wonder if you're suffering from a little hyper analyzation of this. Like I wonder if you just couldn't be there in the movie to just enjoy the effect. Because I, like, I'm, I'm, you know, I, w- you know, you liked it enough. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to bend and say, oh, no, you're wrong for not liking it. You feel the way you are. But like, I wonder why you, uh, it's, it's distracting you. So yeah, well, I mean, and that, I mean, just to be clear, once again, that for me is a would not prevent me from liking this movie. So you don't, you don't like it. No, I don't like this movie. Okay, but if it would, if I, but it's not that. That's icing on the cake for why I don't like this movie. Negative icing. Negative icing. <laughs> it's ice. It's Name of the podcast. It's, it's Negative a, icing. It's a shit cake, and then they took the icing off of it. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Is is my my issue is the Star Lord Father story, which okay. is my favorite thing, and I'll, I won't get to see it. Okay. You know, right. like, and 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 not only will I not get to see what I love. I didn't necessarily care for its replacement. Okay, so this is more of, so you're having a the comic book was better attitude. Yeah, I'm having the 
what uh, Paul wrote in about, like, can you ever separate yourself from the material? And you can't with this. I can, just like I said last time, like when he asked that question, as long as it's in the spirit. And this was a departure even from the spirit. Really? Because one thing we watched at the theater, like, well, Ego was an egotistical asshole like Star-Lord's father. Like, his father was a fucking bastard. Yes, you know, but that it's it's still it's still not. It wasn't spirit. enough. Yeah, it's still it's still like it's like I'm that that's like a, a Venn diagram and, and that it just covers this little sliver. Uh, this little sliver. Okay. I'm talking about like a very I, I won't even say what I'm talking about, but a very small sliver. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else we got? That that's it? it. All right, cool, good talk. Shout out to the Cool Table Network. If you want to hear me talk about Transformers, you can catch me this week on Shattercast on Cut. Didn't catch me last week, which is a show I really wanted. to which uh, was it about? Uh, just this, all these new toy reveals that happened in this Tokyo show, or it might have been Hong Kong show, some somewhere over the far east, far east coast. Yeah, I feel uh, you. but there was a lot of cool stuff that I wanted to talk about and couldn't. Uh, Could it be the far west coast as well? The far uh, east. Know. Mine's a how east coast high. of west. Mine's a how high reference. Oh, okay. He's like you east coast. I far east coast. <laughs> um, shout out to Beer and Bolters. Uh, you guys have a four-hour show that I know part of it is very funny. And with, oh man, but, so uh, funny! I, I was gonna put the should I put that fifteen-minute bit? No, that's got to be a Patreon thing. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> and shout out to Realm of Collectors uh, uh, and Plastic Fanatics, who I'm almost finished their five-hour episode. I got like forty-five. Minutes I, I think they're trying to see how long they can do every episode. No, now. they actually had a lot to talk about. I, I when I'm going into it, yeah, I was like, is this? Is this them setting the bar for Nerve Rage? Uh, but they actually, like, as I was listening to it, I was like, fuck, they have a lot. Of, and it's, it's actually a good show. It's just long as a bitch. Like, yeah. they, had, they had a lot to go over. I mean, like, they were covering their celebration stuff. And then, like, their discussion topic for that for that day was uh, the X-Men 90s. You know what? You, this is a huge conversation that you yeah. have if you're going to tackle that whole you know five-season thing. You, Joe, and I should do? We should take a vacation. Go, like, rent a cabin. Get some brews. Get some food to cook. And, like... Head, wireless headset and record the whole trip <laughs> and just break it down. <laughs> no, and, uh, one episode. One episode, like 24 hours of straight talking <laughs> shit. fuck with us. Yeah, yeah. Um, shout out to Toy Detox. I don't think we got a Toy Detox episode this week. And shout out to Eight Weeks. Shout out to Stasis Lock. Stasis Lock contacted me mm-hmm. to have a discussion about Beast Wars versus G1. Okay. Shattercast. Okay. And I was like, I don't think that makes any sense because most of Shattercast likes Beast Wars. Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, it would probably make more sense to have that discussion with Adam and Joe and I. Okay. Uh, But I mean, so a nerd, a nerd rage stasis lock competition. Yeah. Scheduling conflicts would probably prevent that from happening. Uh, But I'd be able to make it now that, I mean, if you could do it at night, I could do it at night now. Maybe. Yeah. But I do think it would be interesting just to have you and I team up in an argument against <laughs> like I just think that if would be if we work together I just think that would be an interesting thing to hear I'm down uh, I am too How would you feel about Beast Wars I don't even know uh, I hate it I think Oh really Yeah I think okay. so Uh Joe's and, probably listening right now like no I don't I fucking love Beast Wars you never No I don't to think me. I don't think never he does. Listen to I, th- me, I think I asked him I'm pretty sure we had a conversation and he was like nope nope I'm And the sure. fact that Optimus Prime is a monkey would make you think that you would automatically like it, like it on some level. Correct. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Um, 
Do you have that monkey prime? No, I don't hate it in, do you individually. Want it? I hate I hate I hate what it stands for. <laughs> do you want that monkey prime? You don't even want it in your house. No, I don't have any. Don't even send it to him. Yeah, don't, don't even send it to him for free. I, I know what you're getting don't, for Christmas now. <laughs> I don't have any interest. The uh, but I would be interested uh, in that conversation. Uh, shout out to everyone that supports us on Patreon. We do have more stuff coming, including the end conversation <laughs> of something that is so goddamn funny. Uh, I can't wait for you guys to hear it. You Patreon listeners are in for a treat. Uh, I will say that it involves Nether regions. Jedi powers and Superman's powers, and that's all I'm going to say about it. And it will be coming soon. I, I don't think the conversation is completely over. No, and we just tip, just the tip, just the tip, so to speak, so to speak. <laughs> and then also, uh, do we have any? Uh, shout out to everybody that helps Nerve Rage tick. Yeah, and that is Raul uh, killing it on Instagram. Thirty-five thousand plus followers. Probably forty thousand by now. Probably forty thousand by now. Joe KW couldn't be here today. Dante holding down our Facebook, and I think. Has some funny stuff recently that we don't have time to share. And then also, uh, of course, Black Phillip, who I have heard from recently, but not in any sort of nerve rage capacity. Uh, I, I was going to look and see real quick if we had any new reviews. I haven't done that in a while. Hey, and about the Patreon stuff, guys, uh, check it out. Uh, www.patreon.com slash nerdrageradio. Um, we, we'd be releasing this podcast a few days early. So whenever we record this, like today is Monday recording this, I'll push it out today. Um, and then the normal, it would go out on our, our Wednesday schedule. We also doing some uh, fun videos every once in a while, some extra audio clips, extra podcasts, and trying to give you guys some stuff that you want. The big thing about Patreon, which I like, is the feedback from you guys on what you want to hear. So hit us up, let us know, and we look forward to uh, facilitating some additional content. No new. Feel reviews. free to give us. So a this is the last or... episode ever until we get a new review. <laughs> We're not doing this anymore because we just need to be patted on the the head every once in a while. Yeah, it actually helps people find our show. So the more positive reviews that we have helps. Yeah, people it really show. does help it us really out. Really, actually, literally. Yeah, five stars. Literally. All right, guys. We'll talk to you real soon. Remember, great tits. Tight dick player. <laughs>